Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of your show, The Kick Out Crew. That was for our 3D watchers. You know, we're uh, live and in color on YouTube. And you can listen to us on all your podcast platforms. Uh, you know, get that shill shit out of the way. That being said, want to say thank you to Frank for uh, you know, last week's episode, and uh, welcome back, Devin. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank everybody for the questions and comments and uh, the positive feedback. But you know, that's enough of me shilling. Uh, Brad, do you want to welcome our guest on today's episode? Well, I thought James was doing that. Yeah, I can. Well, uh, you know, it always is your show. We got to keep the fun rolling and keep the train going. So, uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, want to welcome Zol to the show. So, Zol, introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, the one thing I did want to lead off by asking uh, the the crew here, like, is everyone just by default friend of the show? Like, do you like we are bringing our big arch nemesis in this week? Well, when Amy comes on, we'll make sure we say okay. <laughs> No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Um, um, for those who don't know me, my name's Zol Lopez. Um, used to be in radio, grew up in the uh, Monday Night War era for uh, wrestling. That's uh, really where I cut my teeth, if you will, and been uh, pretty, pretty steady since then. So wrestling's been a big part of my life one way or another. Um, and I'm excited to, to get to discuss some of the matches here and see what kind of fun we can get into like it well welcome to the show uh appreciate you uh stopping by as they say uh awesome background that's what i'm talking about but uh anyway that's enough of my voice so uh brad i'm actually gonna kick out to you and uh you know how are you doing this week all right so i know i usually have a big rambling moment so why why would i change that today now uh, on <laughs> thursday i went to this place in my neighborhood called a1 a1 is a hibachi restaurant me and my buddy went to lunch, uh, like I said, on Thursday. Now, you know how these hibachis are. You sit with other people that you don't know. Always been an awkward thing, but the more you go, the more you get used to it. So there's this obnoxious guy sitting across from us that obviously didn't want us there. He's there with his daughter, has just like the white T-shirt on, like he just ran out of, fell out of bed. And then we have this, uh, these two ladies that look like they were uh, having a work lunch. The first thing the guy says to me is, do you guys mind if we don't have fire because my child is scared of fire I, yeah dude no problem i'm sitting here trying to talk they're trying to talk 
I, I, do, I mean, this isn't my first rodeo at, at this, this restaurant. I can do without the big flame. Yeah, no big deal. Then he's walking around and he's taking things off other tables. Like he's taking chopsticks off of tables. He's taking uh, utensils off of tables. I'm like, who, what do you own the place? Who are you? I'm, can you please stop distracting me? Um, so the two ladies are just trying to have lunch. The one orders a filet. Okay. And she says, well done. So he's like, um, yeah. I, I just want to have to ask you, did you say you wanted your filet well done? And she goes, yeah, yeah, uh, it does. Now, this guy is obviously single. You know, it's quite obviously he's playing the single dad card at this place. And these ladies are there and there's no rings on the ladies. Hey, listen, been there, done that. I know the part very well. I know exactly where this is all going. So she goes, yeah, uh, my husband makes fun of me, too. I'm like, boom. Hey, how do you like that, pal? So, oh, you think that's going to stop him? No, sir. So then he says, well, let me tell you how you're really supposed to make your filet. You cook it on 120, and he's going on and on and on and says how to make a steak. She wants it well done. Do I agree with it? No, I do not agree with it, but just leave the woman alone. They are doing everything in their power to keep, like, smiling at the guy and then going back to their conversation. Smiling at the guy, going back to their Take a hint, pal. Just take a hint, pal. Anyway, this goes on the entire time. I'm trying to have a conversation with my buddy. I keep getting distracted by this idiot through the whole the whole meal, driving me crazy. So I, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm done. Get the bill. Now, if you've ever been to Hibachi for lunch, it's not real expensive. You think these, pla you think these places are expensive, but they're not. So it was like the bill was she said $23.45 on it. Okay. Not bad for the soup, the salad. I got like chicken. I got the, the vegetables, you know, the rice, the whole thing. So then the bill comes up for me to sign. I'm like, the tip was already included. That $23 was the tip included. Now, I know with these six to seven, eight, when you're sitting at a table of 10 people, they do that automatically. They do an 18% tip. $20 bill? They're already including the tip in a $20 bill? They're that selfish? So, you know, and then then, then the other line, the other line, the drive the additional tip line. Fuck you, okay? You're obligating me to give this tip already. Guess what? This $20 bill, you would have got $5 plus. Easy. I would have given $5 plus. But now that you've already told me I'm $364, that's what you're getting, $364 additional tip my ass. <laughs> just, I, I, just, I can't even believe that. You, you, there's some nerve. That, that well, thinks that, <clears throat> yeah, no, but I know you're taxes. a restaurant guy. I got, you got something to say? You have to tax it. I, so it's stupid to do that. As a waiter, you have to tax that since you put it on there. That's dumb. So, and then I said, I try to tell myself, you know what? The people working there are, Adam, do you have something before I continue? Yeah, you, you need to just let them know that at your age, they're lucky they're getting any kind of tip. There it Especially is. an there extra is. tip. Right there for the early bird, right? Ah, baboon. <laughs> so, uh, that's just it. I don't even know what I was about to say. Oh, okay. So, I'm not going to punish the people working there, I'm thinking, right? But you know what? Everybody in this restaurant is like their family. They, they're all in this together, okay? This was a plan they all came up with. This isn't some 16-year-old girl working at, you know, uh, a friendlies, okay? This is a family restaurant that said, you know what? They're tipping us whether they want to or not. I am a good tipper. I have worked in a restaurant business. I always take care of the people that take care of me. But I'm not going to be obligated. And then you say, hey, by the way, how about a little extra? Nope. Back to you, James. Yeah. Who double tips? That's all I'm saying. You're setting yourself up for failure. What if somebody wanted to be like a celebrity, you know, tip like somebody raining by a thousand, per, uh, a thousand bucks, you know? 
You got to take it out. Brad, of Brad's out there slinging double tips. I can't even sling out a single tip. <laughs> and you know what other thing though? Another thing. I usually tip. I usually give that uh, the cook a tip, like a five dollar bill to tip the cook. So wait. So who am I even paying? <laughs> who am I even paying? My go. You're gonna bitch about it. I, I like uh, hibachi. <laughs> speaking of giving, speaking of giving tips, uh, Zoe, I was told that you may or may not have used some of my pickup lines from an earlier episode. I was wondering if that was true or not. No, that was very true, and um, in fact, uh, I texted a lady with it, and uh, you know, not not putting the the cart ahead of the horse, but um, conversations have been going well. Would you Would you like to disclose which line that was? One of them. Oh <laughs> boy! I can't remember because they were all so good. I'll I'll have to go back. I'll you know what? Let's do that as a follow up. I will share the screenshot. And then tag it on the socials. Yeah, and, just delete uh, the name and number. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, that's a good point too. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. Confidentiality, you know, our millions <laughs> of fans. Like, you know, we have four million followers on Twitter, so it could get Something in the wrong like hands. Yeah, but no, it's uh, you know, dad jokes, especially at 38, dad bod, balding. I gotta, I gotta go for the uh, dad jokes at this point. So tremendous. It's a bold strategy. I'm glad that there's a public service. Right here. <laughs> See, that's what you do here on your show. I'm, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm 38 also, so I understand completely. <laughs> Have you used any of your own lines, Adam? Mm-hmm. When you're a southern gentleman and look as good as I do, you don't need lines. <laughs> there we True. go. See, especially when you get a pretty hair full of hair. <laughs> there it is. Oh, I get it. There it I is. Get it, pal. You know what? Anybody can get girls looking like that. Try to get them looking like this. Okay? Uh, thank you. <laughs> that yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think you're a pimp? Have this body and get uh, yeah. you know, ladies. I'll put it. This way. is where skill comes in. Yeah, for real. Friend. Finesse. Skill. You got to be able to talk because you don't look that good. So you're already minus one. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go. You got to over deliver to make up for that minus one. You know what I mean? That, you want to talk about selling? Right huh. Well, that's and you've also got to be able to uh, understand how a tip works. Whenever you're out on the date, like you got to woo them with, with the tip. Whether like that, or not that came they've out already completely. included it. You got to make sure not to over deliver on the first round, too. Never over deliver. Over, under promise, over deliver. Wait, what is it? Manage expectations. <laughs> Managing <laughs> expectations. There you go. You got to start out 50%, then maybe 60% second time. It's like a ratio, it's a process. This is already the best show we've ever done. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> there it is. I mean, there's, this, I there's, there's, there's a formula. There's schematics to this. You know, first right. round, 50, 60%. If you go swinging for the fences 100% first round, what you going to build up to, man? Come on now. This exactly. is Steiner math. This I had is a buddy in blowing the first round. What you want, you know? I had a buddy at the fraternity house when I was in college. He said, uh, go ugly early and avoid the rush. He's like, here's the thing. Like, you can try for the hottest girl at the party, and then as the night dwindles down, like everybody's gonna attract their attention to her because you know, you know, it's the end of the night type thing, and she's gonna have her pick of the litter, you know, so to say. But uh, if you go to one that's like, you know, this is totally degrading, I guess. But if you go to one that's like, you know, a little less, then by the time you know. Yeah, by the time the night comes, there's no real rush. I guess is what I'm getting at. What what, what is that on forty year old version? They're trying to tell them to go in there and look out for which girl. Make sure she's a little tipsy, but not falling down tipsy and not throw up in her hair tipsy. 
there's there's that fine line you gotta yeah, you gotta right. walk. I love that movie. One of my favorite all time movies. Tyler probably should put that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah, lines sure. just said were not supported by all of the Kiko crew members. <laughs> but you know what hey, is guys, sexy? It's Consent. Humor. It's, you know, Consent okay, is okay. sexy. Consent is very sexy. Yeah, for real. Okay, you don't have to worry about consent when they're the one leading the charge. All right, let's just leave it. No, we're all right, back in here, bitch. All right. You well, found hey. the, when you found the dominant one, you ain't got to worry about it because they're already. First I love Ray and Ripley, too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so thanks, Brad, <laughs> for all that. Yeah. <laughs> Good talking so far. Boy, it went from the best to the worst in a fucking matter of seconds. But, hey. What better way to swing it back up than Mike? So, Mike, uh, you know, what you got this week? I hate when I have to follow Brad because he always has, like, some big-ass story or something. Something always happens to Brad. Are you scared? Do I need to step in and take your spot? No. Hell, it'd be the same anyway. I ain't scared. I've been off for the whole past week. I've been at home because it's been cold, wet, and rainy, and I ain't been doing nothing, so. Not driving a forklift? (laughs) Not at home, I'm not. I'm mean, stuck here at the house. It's cold, wet. Why would you have a four lift at home? I don't know, but I need to buy one. Enthralling. I, I can go check my mail. And yeah, I, I, I could see. I could see a car pass, and there's your kids on the forks of the front lift jumping around and swinging everything. And Mike's, yeah, bring it all the way up there. They can jump off of it onto the trampoline into the pool. That would be amazing. Right, I like it. <laughs> well, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's. We need to have right. that by January 13th now. Okay, I'll have one. I'm buying a fork truck. I think we got a wreck one at work. I can buy from. <laughs> Slightly damaged. <laughs> Slightly damaged. It's all right. I know what's wrong with it. Lightly used. <laughs> it break don't work. Throw throw a rock under the tire. I'll be good. That's what ditches are for. That's oh, right. uh, what are they called? The chalk chalk your tires, man. You're good. Yeah, that's what I said. Put a rock by the tire. I'll be good. So you, don't got nothing? you got nothing? I really have nothing. I've really topic, done nothing. Your topic is you're not following my story. <laughs> kids came, our kids opened up Christmas presents, had a wonderful Christmas morning, and I've done nothing. Put together right. some toys. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, awesome. <laughs> I really am. I've been bored this whole damn week. Fuck wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's right, everybody. Forgot that. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Pretty putting fun. together toys. Thank you know how you. much a, you know how pain in the ass it is putting together a toy when the kids want to play with the toy while you're putting it together? Yeah, that's why you do it ahead of time. Yeah, no, that's what ain't gonna happen. Just put a damn okay, bow appara- on. Apparently you didn't utilize the Santa's elves. Depends on uh, yeah, depends. <laughs> yeah, not all the time. I tried. And then you try to put it together at one o'clock in the morning and they wake up and want to come out in the living room and hang out or go in your bedroom and hang out. It's fine. That's it. I'm good. All right. All right, James. Oh, yeah. Back to you. Well, back to James. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Mike. Uh, you know, glad you had a Merry Christmas with the kids. And uh, boy, it sounds like things are moving so fast for you. You didn't even know what to talk about. Though. Pretty much. So I get you on that one. But, uh, well, Hold on. All right. Well, all the bullshit aside, I guess it's time to, uh, you know, get down in Chinatown, as they say. So, uh, Brad, 
what is today's agenda? Okay, today's agenda is our beginning of our rival series. Uh, friends of the show, Allison Faye and RJ pick these rivals. We have Piper and Hogan as a rival, and we have Shawn Michaels and Undertaker as a rival. The matches picked for today are WrestleMania 1, and uh, which was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. And we have Royal Rumble 98 with Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. So we are kicking off this series, heading into the new year. Take it away. Well, and here's the thing I also want to reiterate. Uh, we do have the good rivalry uh, choices and, you know, things like that. And we're not going to pick, like, the generic matches. You know, that's, you know, that's not what we're going to do here. So, yeah, people are going to pick big rivalries, and there's a lot of good ones listed. And, but we're going to try to steer away from matches that probably have been covered a thousand times. You know, kind of pick a couple Absolutely. of odd ones, as they say. That being said, WrestleMania 1, huh? <laughs> Nobody's ever seen this. No one's <laughs> ever heard of that one. Talk about starting small. <laughs> Only the biggest event in the history. Right? <laughs> right? At least at the time. <laughs> We're oh, such assholes. Man. We are so foolish. <laughs> We have a Royal Rumble here, and we have WrestleMania. Yeah, man, we need to steer clear of this well, big Vince shit. Was, we may have never seen before. <laughs> never heard of it. WrestleMania won. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at least we can laugh at ourselves. Who actually picked this rivalry of uh, it's Hogan that would and Piper? Be, uh, that would be Allison. Allison. Yes, the Hogan Piper is Allison. Well, Allison, glad we could honor your choice by picking a tag team match with them. <laughs> you know, what better way to honor your rivalry choice than being like, ah, fuck it, we'll do the tag one. She's very excited. Very excited. <laughs> right? I wonder why I wonder why she didn't pick the acclaimed. I mean, everybody <laughs> loves the acclaimed. Everyone but her. <laughs> right. uh, you know, she's got company in that one. But uh, anyway, match number one is from WrestleMania. No one, you know, actually, because they didn't call it WrestleMania 1, technically. That being said, you know what we're talking about. It's Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff from the inaugural WrestleMania. It happened March 31st, 1985 uh, from Madison Square Garden in New York, New York. It uh, attendance of 19,121. And the match length was a little over 13 minutes. But, you know, my thing is, Devin, start spreading the news. How did we get there? Yeah, of all people, I love that you're the one giving us the background <laughs> on WrestleMania 1. What were your parents? Yeah. Five? Boy, that wasn't confusing, Brad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thanks. I was trying to listen to Kevin Nash. I wasn't even alive. His parents probably weren't <laughs> even alive. Uh, all right. So, my dad was alive. I'm not sure about my mom. But... <laughs> oh, my gosh. But this started actually way back in the early 80s. Uh, this is one of the biggest views throughout the 80s, 90s, and actually into the 2000s, where it spanned across the WWF, WCW, and then back into the WWE. Um, uh, they'd fight at a lot of pay-per-views, uh, that being Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, starting at uh, WrestleMania 1 here. The Wrestling Classic, 1985, Starcade, 1996, Super Brawl, 97, Halloween Havoc, 1997, Fall Brawl, 1998, and then finally at Judgment Day, 2003. Mm. 
That would be when uh, Roddy Piper would return at WrestleMania and help Vince McMahon defeat Hollywood Hulk or defeat Hulk Hogan. And he was supposed to uh, retire at that moment, but so, but this match we're talking about today is WrestleMania one, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. It all started uh, actually at the war to settle the score when Mr. Uh, when uh, Roddy Piper was facing Hulk Hogan for the WWF championship and Hulk Hogan would win via disqualification when uh, Cowboy Bobby 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 he would uh, he would use his cast bash it over Hulk Hogan's head they get disqualified then uh, Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper would put the boots on Hogan until Mr. T would come sliding in to make the save (laughs) Oh, I pity the fool. I, oh, I pity the fool. Dead meat. Along, <laughs> along with uh, Cindy Lauper, who was at ringside, she actually got kicked in the head by Roddy Piper in the process. Oh. Whoa. What? And then Mr. T and Hulk Hogan challenged the two, the heels. They wanted to face them at the first ever WrestleMania. <clears throat> Somehow in this process, Jimmy Snuka got hooked up by, by uh, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan's side. And he was their, uh, you know, their outside guy to take on uh, Cowboy Bob Orton. So, you know, if Roddy Roddy Piper would have just said something about Mr. T's mama, we wouldn't have been through all this way later. It would have ended right then and there because, you know, he loved his mama. All right. So let's get this party started. One of the small, you know, one of the minor matches, you know, of all times. Mr. <laughs> right. No, Hogan, Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, WrestleMania 1. Like we said, we like to keep it modest here. Um, Zol, let's start with you. Which LGN figures did you have out of this group of six? And what I mean by six are Mr. T, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, Paul Kogan, Jimmy Fly Snooka, and Cowboy Bob Orton. Which LGN figures did you have? I had the uh, Hulk Hogan one because <clears throat> that's whenever Hogan turned, that that broke my little Hulkamania heart, little Hulkamaniac and um yeah that that was one and i mean it was it was hulk hogan and i my uncle is actually resembles him or at least i thought he did growing up because he had the the fu manchu and the hair down the side so um so yeah I, of course i gotta go hulk hogan so all right james, james I can, I can it black. what <laughs> Did he not spray paint it black or something? On yeah. the, I, got, I got like James, why all the glitz and glamour here? Why not just give it Piper versus Hogan? Why go through all this? Because you want that celebrity involvement because it's WrestleMania or Colossal Tussle, you know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, they, <laughs> since they were involving Hollywood, I mean, uh, you know, I can go ahead and get into this part of it, but you have the enforcer, Muhammad Ali. You have, uh, you know, ring announcer, Billy Martin. Timekeeper's fucking Liberace. I mean, you know, like, it's all about the celebrity involvement, so you might as well have a tag team with the celebrity. Gotcha. So just speaking of that, James, Billy Martin, guest ring announcer. Devin, any great Billy Martin stories? I uh, know uh, he's the legendary manager for the New York Yankees. Greatest baseball team in, you know. History of baseball. Welcome back, Devin. That's Dean Martin's brother, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh Liberace is the guest timekeeper, like the uh, like James said. Mike, any Liberace stories? Yeah, he did um 
he was a timekeeper at WrestleMania one in the Hogan match. <laughs> My goodness, this is quite the visual with him and the Rockettes, right? I mean, <laughs> what great. in the world? What was this about? Like, what the? <laughs> well, I clicked play match. on this match because I was like, okay, you know, and I was like, well, thirty minutes. This seems long, and it's just like all yeah. the Gaga, and I'm like, golly. And we're going to get whole, into that. They have the whole routine, like, kicking legs. Yeah, thanks, MTV. So then we have a special guest referee, or at least one of them, Muhammad Ali. Adam, Enforcer. any good Ali stories? Yeah, pick about, you know, there's about 10, 15, 20 of them. Man, where he just knocks, knocks people out, you know, just posts like a butterfly, mm. stings like a bee. He got that ring and almost laid out poppers. Some would say he started rap. Um. He actually hit Popper sometime in the match, didn't he? Uh, he took a swing for sure. <laughs> uh, I already connected. Hey, and he, uh, you know, civil rights and all that stuff. He uh, defied the draft and in his prime got jailed. Like, yep. yeah, I mean, I know that's back in the days, you know, things were a little way strict and all that. But yeah, he put his own life, you know, put his own career. Like, hey, I'm not doing this. And he stood for something. So you got to go. I mean, the respect he commanded was amazing. I mean, you can just, him just walking, he has this aura about him. I mean, even back then in 85, he just, he has this, mm -hmm. just this surrounding thing about him. And just to be next to him back then, I, I can't imagine. And when he had the torch in 96, shit, son, ain't nothing bigger than that. But, you know. Zol, so I didn't watch this. Obviously, it wasn't live, period. Okay, it was actually taped to begin with. And I believe Closed Circuit was uh, the main source of it back then. I did not watch it that way. I watched it on uh, VHS from Blockbuster. How did you watch it for the first time? On Peacock. Motherfucker. I'm so old. No, because... Um, Peacock? I mean, not even the freaking network? WWE Network? It was no. Peacock? No, actually, today, whenever I was studying for the show, was VHS. the first time I've ever saw it. You've so. never seen this match before? Nope. So I was Damn, watching him, dude. I was a kid, man. He used to rent WrestleMania. So you watched it yesterday, is what you're telling me. Yeah. You're, so so I got to experience it for the very first time. Yeah, but what is this bullshit? Clapping. What are you clapping about? What I've seen WrestleMania one three or four times, probably. Yeah, why are you asking you? Why are you clapping? It ain't your he's show, watching it for the first time because of being on the show. I was clapping for his experience. And Devin's know. watched the whole pay per view about six times. Yeah. He probably watched yeah, everything. He probably watched the whole rock and wrestling thing again. Went yeah. back. You know, what, what hey, happened? But it is, you know, thank God there wasn't a rumble because we didn't, he didn't go that yeah. far. Yeah. All right, James. Why two referees? And was it, that second referee looked very familiar? Well, number one, Muhammad Ali was a special enforcer. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, later on relating to, you know, we have a boxer enforcer, but, you know, I digress. But yeah, that referee had a pen, had a pen, you know, had a pen. You do this. Play the banana, the banana. banana. No, Pat Patterson was a referee. Absolutely. Go but do you know why? Know. And he did a hell of a job. Do you know why he was pointed referee? Why, Adam? I want to see if anybody else knows. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I know why. Then tell us. Oh, because um. Isn't a pop quiz? <laughs> no, I, thought, I figured. I mean, they've told the story before. No, it's because of Hogan and uh, Mr. T. He just put his mute on. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's honestly it was it was to help Mr. T because you know him not being real familiar. Mr. T, uh, 
Pat kind of helped God God Mr. T through Makes the match. Sense. And then they say the reason why. he and Piper had like real heat. Yeah, I heard Piper didn't like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he hated Mr. T. He didn't want no celebrity involvement. But Mr. T was so uh, big then. Oh. Mm-hmm. My oh, God. That's, that's why Pat Patterson was out there because he was he kind of kept yeah. Mr. T in line and, and his points, like you know, different stuff you need to be doing, his time cues, all that stuff. So we have an entrance by Piper with the full bagpipe band. Devin, tell me about this entrance. I loved it. Oh man, it was great. It uh fell straight out of Scotland. Like like coming out in the full kilts, playing the drums, the bagpipes. It was, it was that like great. straight out of Compton. Uh yeah. <laughs> well, I I used to be a bass drummer and snare drummer in high school in the marching band. So I, I love every time marching bands involved in wrestling. Scottish with attitude. So Mike, Scottish what is your favorite attitude. what is your favorite bagpipes tune? Ride ride a pepper's theme song. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, shipping time, up the boss. Anytime he can grab him bags, he's good to go. Devin, was uh, Piper the best heel so far, like up to this point? And if so, who was better? And who's better now? I don't know about wrestling before this point. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. You haven't watched any NWA <laughs> from the early 70s? Not much, <laughs> other than the episode we covered earlier. <laughs> Man. Baron get, Von Rasky. Getting all the info here. Yeah, thanks a lot, Coach. Yeah, Cowboy Baron. Pop. <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton with him. Uh, Adam, any uh, family Ace lineage Cowboy. here? Any family lineage here with uh, with Orton? Anybody else? No, I'm not. I'm not related to any of them, so I don't know why you asked me if I got family. You know, I know, he, I know he's got a son or something that wrestles. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Well, how about for the fans at home that maybe don't know, or maybe the people at home, fan of our show that don't know wrestling? Who is it? Oh, so a guy named Randall Keith Orton. Uh, probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. Randy. Wonderful. It's Randy. Randy. Three of Possibly the most coming back for the Royal or, Rumble. Or letters. Whatever. All right. Hogan's music hits, James. <laughs> now, I mean, when that music hit, how did you feel? Like, are you kidding me? Hulkamania, brother. Hulkamania's running wild. What do you mean? When Dude, that I still hit, get that feeling when that plays. Like, jumping out of the damn house. <laughs> you know? Granted, I wasn't alive mm-hmm. then, but... You know, Brad, when it comes raining down, does it hurt inside? It does. And Zoll, you already said you were a Hulkamaniac. How did it make you feel seeing him come out like that to this crazy crowd? Watching it, like right there, taking it all in, I got goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the little bit that's left on my head was standing up. There it is. Just hearing that that energy, um, that passion across the whole arena. I mean, that, that 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 was a moment, and that's the reason why it is stands the test of time through the years um, ever, ever since the match took place. And and see, real, real quick, you see, back then, you, I mean, you could, you could not know anything about wrestling. You could watch this show, and you could tell he's the star. He's the, he's the guy. Now, if you got, you got a guy coming along now, you know, somebody that's never watched it and wants to sit with you tonight, tomorrow night, they really ain't gonna be able to pick out who the star is because it just it's like they don't get behind them like they like they did back then. You know, back then I disagree with that. I disagree. I disagree with that right now. One person I think stands out, and that is Roman Reigns right now. With his entrance right now, and the way that music hits and that all in the crowd and the phones going up and the way everybody reacts, maybe it's not this, but you know who the star in the room is. And that dumbass 3D thing. 
He's probably the only exception. There's something about that entrance right now, though, that just it puts like an awe on that crowd. It, it is a feeling now. Yeah, his stride. I think that guy that was getting booed two years ago would be this big. It's that stride, man. It's just that arrogance. It's just that, hey, I'm a badass. I know, and ain't shit y'all can do about it. It's but at the same time, it's not as big as this, and and there was less to watch back then as well. So it was a much bigger deal, uh, for sure. So Hogan and Mr. T entering from the back with Superfly Snooka. Mike, do you think they're nervous walking out to this kind of setting in this kind of environment? I would say so, because really the first time it's been that big. So, I mean, no, you don't know what's going to happen. And then when you walk out there and it's a big awe, like, what the fuck? I couldn't agree more. Couldn't well, you got to remember, too, there's a guy out there that's never been in a wrestling match in the main event of the biggest pay-per-view ever. So that just adds to the nervousness. Definitely. Devin, who is the best wrestler of the four here? Uh, I'd say Hogan, probably. <sighs> what? Now, wait, uh, wait a minute. As, well, yeah, as far as wrestling? wrestling in-ring in -ring wrestling. Ooh, good question. That's okay. If Devin thinks it's Hogan, it's Hogan. I mean, he'd be wrong, but um, it's okay yeah. what he thinks. He's the best showman out of all four. Okay, so... I don't know yes. enough about Paul Orndorff to say anything about him. So I'm my pick has to, by default, be Hogan. That's I know okay. Piper's better on the mic. Mr. T's never been in the ring. Hogan's made the most money ever in this business. Devin, you're said, here because of how young you are. No, your answers are fine. All right? Now, the answer yeah. is Orndorff. <laughs> tell me about him. Tell me, tell me a little about him. No, he's just a good, he's a good technical wrestler. And uh, he's been around, he's been through the territories and everything like that. Now, Hogan was too. And so was Piper. But I would consider Piper more of a brawler. I would consider Hogan more of a showman now. Now, he did have his moveset. And before that, he did work a little differently. But as far as the WWE style of Hogan, he was more of a performer. And then you have Mr. T, who's green. I agree That's with that. Me. That's me. Um, Adam, this is more of a show than a match. What approach would you take as an in-ring performer? God, I think it was, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Back then, you're thinking, "Oh man, it's the biggest thing in the world." But when you look at it now, I kind of feel like it was it was too much going on, because you got stuff going on on the floor. You got stuff over here, Miss T coming in, uh, Bob Orton, and then you got Superfly. It's just too much for that pay per view when you got these big stars like Mr. T Hogan. It's just too much going on. I think. Well, here we're, we're here. We're here, James. I have a page of notes. We have not started uh, the match, but who are the announcers, my friend? Well, <laughs> glad you asked because uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura, which I think is funny that you hear Jesse say Gino a bunch. And I was like, oh, hey, what are we doing here, old, old Jesse? You know, you can tell this before the Vince McMahon like really, really took over. Definitely. It is different for sure. Hogan and Orndorff in first. Mike, as in in the ring first, to start. Now, before they do any tags or anything like that, did that surprise you that Hogan was facing Orndorff first? Mm, no, not really. You I mean, think, I guess. I, it surprised I me just to see Hogan go in Hogan go in first, if anybody. Right, yeah. I mean, but you wanted that big – they wanted that reaction from him too, so they didn't keep on to the other people. Didn't matter anyway because well, – you, uh, you got the Hogan-Popper deal – you know, that's, that's probably a match somebody's going to see, you know, for a while. 
So you don't want to just give it to them out of top. Make them wait. No, but I was thinking maybe Orndorff tea to start. I don't know. Definitely Orndorff. Though. I don't know if I'd start <laughs> with Orndorf. Hey, I guess, uh, I guess he probably talked about it. Piper tagged in by Orndorff. Now Hulk tagging in Mr. T. Two minutes into the match, and there's absolutely no contact. I'm telling you, nothing happened for two minutes. Devin, is this good? Is this a bad build? Is it a good build? Or is it? are you losing your mind? Are you, are you annoyed? What is going on? So the fans were loving it. So, I mean, I was entertained. I was just sitting there enjoying it, enjoying the moment. It's kind of like a few weeks ago we talked about the Triple H Chris Jericho match. But we talked about a matches a few matches before that, Rock versus Hogan. They did the same exact thing. Or right. you just let the crowd build and build. That's and all you had to do back then. That's all you had to do. Zul, do you agree with that? Would you compare that to Rock and Hogan? Oh man. I, I yes, for for the time, yes. Because you have so many different strong pop culture icons inside that ring and it would be an apples to oranges comparison but it's still fruit you know yeah mr t and piper nose to nose piper smacks mr t and uh, takes him down mr t uh, gets gets out adam it has been said that we had we and you talked about this earlier because that's what you do you talk about my notes earlier even though you didn't read them <laughs> piper didn't like mr t why do you think that would be though we didn't say why why would that be because uh, Roddy Popper was one of these one of these old school guys. You come in, you know, you're a wrestler. He he was trained in Portland. I think that's where he trained in Portland. That's where he got big was in Portland anyway. So I'm sure I'll get corrected about that. But you know, it's he's looking at Mr. T as an outsider. You know, back then you protected the business. You didn't have outsiders coming in thinking, oh, they can do this. Oh, that 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 fake crap. We can do that. No problem. They protected it way more back then so you don't think it was about so it didn't matter money didn't matter to him i don't think so i think it's strictly because of the business kevin yeah, nash he's on record saying he that. hated the mr t like big time kevin nash mm-hmm. would be all about it i'll tell well, you they that were right slapping now. each other at the beginning <laughs> man i wonder if a couple of those were like Which i guarantee you, Roddy, <laughs> Pop, I guarantee you the work. way popper was i bet you he told mr t look if you're gonna be in the ring with me and if you're gonna slap me you better bring it because i want it to look good yeah, I told him you better bring it. If we're gonna be in the ring together, you bring it. Yeah, man, they were about as stiff as Sheeta and Hater. Because I guarantee you, if Mr. T would have brought it half ass, I bet you Roddy Piper would have tried to lay his ass out. That's what they did back then. Fireman's carried a Piper from Mr. T, drops him. Most action so far now, but all of a sudden, <laughs> we have all four men in the ring. Zul, are you bored? Are you excited? Are you annoyed? Man, and again, this is looking at it through the lens of today's product. It definitely felt like controlled chaos. There, there wasn't a flow to it. There wasn't a, um, okay, here's, oh, here comes this spot. So I actually enjoyed it a little bit more because it is different to what we see today where it is very um, scripted, laid out well in advance. Whereas this, it felt like anything could happen. Maybe, maybe Mr. T gets in the way and Muhammad Ali knocks him out. Maybe it's going to be hyper. It was just, I loved it. I, I loved every bit of it. Amazing, too. You know, here we have something that's totally not scripted. It's probably one of the biggest matches in the history of the business, and they didn't plan anything. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's just call it in the ring. Well, All that's right. like uh, what Adam was saying earlier, like, you know, fucking having old uh, Patterson in there like, All right, now you do this. All right, now you do this. You know, like with uh, mm. Mr. T, like coaching him through. Ollie in the ring. Uh, Ollie in the uh, Muhammad Ali in the ring now. Huh. Orton in the ring. 
Snooka about to go off the top rope, but um, just gently jumps down. <laughs> that was interesting. James, um, did you feel at this point there was too much? It did kind of, you know, it seemed a little uh, out of control, I guess you could say. Kind of like what Zola was saying. It, there was a lot going on, and it was, I don't know, how can I say? There was uh, too much to capture at once, I guess is what, you know, what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. there was, you, could, you couldn't focus on just one thing because you had to focus on, like, everything. I mean, I understand the mindset back then because it was the first one. They want to bring all these stars, bring attention, bring as much attention as you can. I understand why they did it, but I think yeah, they you want to have all this like shit going so the crowd's like cheering and amped up and all that stuff. Yeah, I think I was, the action was spread out too much. It was too much going on in too big of an area. What you got, Devin? Do you think that that part was kind of planned because they felt like they needed a role for Muhammad Ali during the fight? Like um, uh, playing yeah. or in and Snooker coming in, make it look all chaos. So he can I definitely think the Ali parts were scripted. Yeah, he comes in three, four times. They'd have to be. They'd have to be right. Yeah. Plus, oh, he's yeah. not. He's not really like he wasn't really all there either. Like, hate to say it, but he was going through some things now mentally. But so I'm but sure Jr. Mm-hmm. I know Jr. is talking about how he stayed in the back with Muhammad Ali, teaching him what a working punch was. And yeah. Muhammad Ali was practicing with Jr. where the working punch is. Yeah. And so he had, they had to tell him all that. So. Yeah, it wasn't the worst Ali was, but it wasn't his best time. Obviously, yeah. What is that, Sol? Oh no, I was just to say too. Keep in mind that w- during this time frame, during this time period, as, whenever the match took place, the the peek behind the curtain, if you will, about pro wrestling and and outcomes being predetermined and whatnot that still hadn't been widely publicly known. So this still had that true big fight feel. So, you know, that was something that they no doubt had to work in. You know, I never had that feeling because my dad let me know from day one. <laughs> well, and if you, have, okay. if you have Ali there, of course, you're going to have a spot where you get him on camera. Sure. You know? sure. But having said that, Mike, Mike, you there? Who did it I'm better? There. Who did it better, Tyson or Ali? Tyson. Oh man, you pissed off some older people. He was more involved though. Tyson listening. was like more involved in it though. Send your hate tweets to at Yes Man Brad. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why not? So where are we at here on this? Uh, Brad, Tyson Brad, did a bunch of raw beforehand and all question, that stuff. Tyson was at the Rumble we covered in the next the next match. That is. But 100% coincidence. I promise you, the kickout crew did not plan that. That's wow. <laughs> I never thought about that, Brad. I'm glad you brought that up. Awesome. You look great, by the way, Adam. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> the heels are leaving. They're leaving the ring. Freaking Devin, explain to me why, why do you do this? I think that's just uh, them being the, you know, Cowardly heel. Say screw it. Let's just leave. He's a heel. Here. But you lose. This. You lose if you get counted out, correct? They're in the main event. What else do they need? But Hogan stopped Patterson and then almost like, you know. And they still had like an hour left in the pay-per-view. So they could spend all the time they wanted. <laughs> I think it's heat, brother. You know, like, because they were already throwing trash when Piper and them came in the ring. And then, uh, you know, when they were leaving, it's like, oh, look at these pussies. You know, like, so then when they came back. <laughs> That's that old heat. school heat. You yeah. know, if you guys don't quit yelling at me, I won't wrestle. I'm going to the back, and they start getting louder. If y'all don't mm-hmm. shut up, I'm going to the back. That's just that old school, old school heat. Then out of nowhere, we have all four men in the ring again. Atomic drop from Hogan to Piper, then a distraction to the ref. Rake of the eyes from Piper to Hogan. Hogan uh, 
tags in Mr. T. There was just a terrible double team by to Piper. Slam by Mr. T gets a huge pop. Then a hip toss by Mr. T to Orndorff. Adam, how much training do you think Mr. T did? He did the, the uh, hip tosses look all right. Uh, the slams look okay. That's your basic stuff. Poking your head. Um, he didn't do nothing spectacular. He probably had about an hour or two of training. Not a whole lot. You, you know, that, uh, that's your basics. Do you know his background? Do you know his background with fighting? Other than being on the A-team, no. Yeah, so he was a um, the tough man competitions. Uh, he was a, a, a shoot, you know, a fighter, real fighter, but not a wrestler. Obviously, two different things, like a butterbean, butterbean, like the way he uh, was before he went professional. So, uh, just some that, that Philadelphia people know crap like that. Just like Kimbo. <laughs> yeah, Kimbo Slice. There it is. Yeah. There it oh, is. Yeah. Kimbo's good till they got hit. Big boot from Hogan to Piper onto the floor, chair on the outside to the back of Hogan. Two ref, no DQ, James. Cushion side down, baby. Did you see the cushion side down? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, no, but they were looking, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you have it, or you have a referee and an enforcer, and they're just like going wild on the outside. Uh, you know. Gaga, <laughs> I've it. never been hit by a couch cushion before. <laughs> oh yes, you have. Oh yeah, give me some stitches if you hit them right. Not in the ring, I haven't. Oh, that's we didn't say the ring, buddy. We didn't say you didn't say the ring. Piper and Orndorff double teaming Hogan. Mr. T breaks it up, and again, there is no control in this ring. Double atomic drop to Hogan. Is this stupid. atomic drop the move that of the looks night? Gold? Stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's such an easy selling point too for both. Um, you know, kind of like what uh, Scott Hall said. You know, hey, work in those holds so that way they can put you over. Um, that's what immediately came to mind whenever I, I saw that spot come up. Suplex by Orndorff to Hogan. Tag to Piper. Piper slugging Hogan. Kick out crew at two. Uh -huh. James, do you think uh, anyone in the arena gave Orndorff or Piper a chance to win this match? You say me? No, I sure did, pal. Okay, sorry. I was talking and I was like, I think he said James. Uh, I mean, it seemed like, a, you know, in the back of your mind, you, uh, obviously, you probably knew who was going to win. It's MSG. It's the first event. You know, of course, you got a Hogan must pose type thing. I know that wasn't necessarily this point, but I think you get lost in it sometimes when you're at live wrestling events. Like, of course, you know, you're going to live for the, the moments and the spots, but you know what the outcome is. Devin, why didn't Hogan want to count out win earlier in the match? Uh, I think it's just because. You know, he's a good guy. You want to win by pinfall. You don't want to you don't want to take the count out cowardly way out. Yeah, it's a big That's event. A, if the yeah. heels walk out, they get their way. Make them come back here and face me in these ropes. Backbreaker by Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Orndorff off the top. Blocked, I guess, Mike. Did it look like he hit it or not? Uh, depending on what angle. If you're in the, <laughs> if you're in the far back corner upstairs on the third level, Looks perfect. Totally agree. But for TV? TV, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Tagged to Mr. T, slugging it out. Devin, is Orndorff, um... wow, can't read my writing, Devin. Atta so boy. I guess we're here for another day, pal. Oh, here it now. Here it is. Do you think Orndorff's stealing the show at this point? Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I think. All four of them. Honestly. I mean, I'm, let's the just say this. As, a, as an in-ring performer, like as oh, someone, 
yeah, he he's been great, like selling stuff for Hogan and Mr. T. He's he's uh you know he's doing that Dolph Ziggler rule. Well, let me take it a step further, Adam. Do you think that Orndorff's in this match to legitimize this match? Well, I think he had a he had a background or like a a thing with Hogan not too long ago. And I think it was one time they ever called him Paul Orndorff instead of Orndorff. But um, I mean, other than Paul Orndorff back then, who would you put in that spot? Well, I don't know, and that's the thing. Like he he's obviously the odd man out here. Like when you call it, when you think of star power. Okay, Mr. T is obviously a huge TV star. Hulk Hogan's the biggest star in the business. And, and Roddy Piper is the biggest heel in the business. And then you have Paul Orndorff, who's an excellent wrestler and is a big name, but is in comparison to the other three, not as big of a name. However, when it comes to the end ring, he makes it legitimate. He makes it, he gives it a realism to me. You he had agree? that look too. He had that good look. Oh, he's in perfect condition. Yeah, he was yeah. huge. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I had the LGN, by the way. And I also had the Piper one. And I also had the Hogan one. I had the Snooker one. I don't think they made a Bob Orton one, <laughs> but uh, Ace I, Cowboy. I like how they kept saying Ace Cowboy. I didn't. I didn't I, know. I don't know his past really, but I was like, damn, because you just hear Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, not. I had something Mr. T, but it wasn't oh, yeah. uh, like a wrestling figure. It was something else, like an A team figure. But Piper with the front face lock on Mr. T. Wonderful Piper both in the ring after Hogan is tagged in. James has Patterson given up at this point? It, uh. No, because he's still jumping around trying to keep uh, order. But, I mean, when you see it, it's like, damn, this dude's just letting everything go. But uh, he positions himself to where his back is always, like, to the, uh, you know, the, the action, so to say. So he doesn't really see a lot of it. You know, I mean, it's, it's still some of that gaga, you know. Yeah. But he protected it. It's like, well, I didn't see it, so it didn't happen type shit. All clunks that the two kids uh, together of uh, Piper and Orndorff. Now, hey. Um, it looked like he almost wanted to go in for that too. If you watch it, like he almost <laughs> goes in. <laughs> like at the three. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and then Orndorff is suplexed to Hogan. So did they miss the boat by not having Snooker deliver a uh, splash off the top rope here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what he's known for. And kind of going back to your point earlier, Snooker to me was the odd man out because okay. it was like, we're going to throw him in there just to, to have him in there. So for me, that, that was what stood out on there. And, and to that point, too, it's like, if you're going to have Snooka, Snook, the, if you're going to have him there to do... Harder what, than it looks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, <laughs> walk, walk, walk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn it. I leaned in and everything and he got me. Oh. <laughs> you got to bring, bring him to the, the ring with what he's known for. And yeah, completely missed opportunity. So Orton and Snook in the ring. Snooka takes care of him. What a clusterfuck I write here for some reason. <laughs> Hogan, gets the, or Hogan gets the pin after Orton goes off the top, misses, misses Hogan and hits Orndorff. And then, um, but did he actually get the pin, Devin? Did he get up a little early, did you think? <laughs> it did. It looked like Hogan was like getting up at like two and a half pushes off Orndorff. He, like, let's he does that it's several over. times. I mean, you know it's a win when he does that. It's like so obvious. Boot, right? Leg drop thermos. He didn't even do that in this one. <laughs> then it. we have uh, Piper hits Patterson for absolutely no reason, but it was still good. Mr. Wonderful wakes up and is losing his freaking mind. Like, I don't know where I'm at. I'm going to beat you all up. Where am I? <laughs> but yes, the fans go home happy. However, Zol, was the backstage interview after this about the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life? 
Oh, I mean, I've seen a lot of bad interviews, uh, but that definitely is, is right up there with it. I think you could actually take that and put it as, hey, here's what not to do. If you look at I mean, just look at Mean Gene's face through the whole time, he's like, like trying to cover his mouth and just like, you know, getting out of I the frame and shit like that because, yeah, there's a lot of Hogan did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just Snooker interviews. Hogan was okay. <laughs> the Snooker one was. <laughs> Hey, why is this show still on the air? I'd rather <laughs> listen to fucking... We are desperately out of time. For real. I'm glad I'd rather I, listen I, to Kita, like, you know, before the turn <laughs> than fucking, you know, that Snooker interview. So we all the questions we have for this week are actually about these matches, this match. Nice. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Our good friend, Allison, who did recommend this uh, rivalry. Question for tonight. You guys ready for this? This, oh, this yeah. was a private, this was a DM. She didn't even put it on Twitter. Uh oh. Uh -oh. No, it's, it's very Allison of her. Hulk Hogan, Mr. T versus Mr. Wonderful Roddy and Roddy Piper. Who has the best hair in the match and why is it Roddy Piper? <laughs> so again, we can't answer anything. <laughs> hey, Orndorff had that like, kind of wave going. You know? That's what I was going to say was, is uh, don't, don't discredit that. And, he, yeah, and Mr. T, of course, is like the you know generic answer. We don't do no generic stuff on the kickout crew, so yeah. I'm not gonna give. What about Patterson? Patterson had a good head of hair. Oh, he did. Jimmy Snuka had the best hair, in my opinion. Well, I, I would listen. Let's not give Hogan such a hard time. Anybody can pull off the bald man with the long hair in the back, and no one Any, questioned anybody it. can. Hmm. All right, so all right. We're going into the new where New Year's is coming up in a couple days. Maybe I'll Do start it. growing my bottom hair out, and maybe by next year at this time, I ain't freaking doing. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to sell cars with that fucking. <laughs> yeah, I can see no, that. I, I can see that main jean haircut. Yeah. yeah, bleach it too, man. That'd be sick. Oh uh, yeah, brother. Or I could pull. I could maybe pull off the uh, Paul. What's his name? Hey, here's here's another thing. Is this the most ridiculous thing to put on this uh, doll right there? Like, yeah. Real hair? Yes. <laughs> Paul Heyman always had a nice ponytail. I like it got it got a little more real on this one, you know. <laughs> it's like that uh, LeBron yeah, hairline still... just magically goes everywhere. Friend of the show, friend of the show, Ben Jones, runs our AFS page on uh, Facebook as well. I've always wanted to know where Paul Orndorff got the broom that he snapped in the ring before the match started. So. All right, Ben. Uh, which one of you guys asked uh, uh, any of like Paul before he passed on where he got the broom? Well, uh, broom jar. Broom jar. There it is. There it is. Well, you see the guy um, at the beginning, he's there kind of what, uh, what James was talking about earlier with trash coming into the ring and you see someone sitting there with the broom um, ringside trying to clean out the ring so that way they could begin the match. So that'd be my best guess. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm sure he'll take it, it too. Is. And of course, of course, RJ wrote right below him. Brooms are us. Uh, <laughs> it's very RJ. I'm mean, speaking of RJ. Last question of the evening. So my question for you guys tonight is as follows. So professional. Okay. Just like Hogan and Mr. T went over Piper and Orndorff, who in the professional sports would represent each tag team? And why would Hogan and T be the Bills and Piper and Orndorff be the Chiefs? Go Bills. I don't even know. Uh, yeah. None of these are even questions. Is, is, yeah. <laughs> What's, what is the question? What's I don't the question? Like either team. So, so what Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. 
Would they be, be considered as the Chiefs? Is the Chiefs? I'd call them more like the Dolphins. And to be honest, to be honest, I mean, that's the type of question I would expect from a Bills fan, where it makes but, no sense. They have a that ton of a they have a great history of winning, a great Super Bowl record. Uh, always coming in a clutch in a Super Bowl for sure. Over for four. Uh, great job, guys. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, that will be all for this match. Back to you, James. The Bills. Well, uh, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed our uh, lengthy discussion of that match. And uh, <laughs> I know nobody's ever talked about it before, so I'm glad we could give it the clarity and, the, you know, uh, everything that it deserves, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Because that's what we do here at your show, the Kickout Crew. That's what Welcome we do. back, yeah. Devin. Just want to say that again. Woo. But, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to kick it on over to uh, Adam. So, Adam, you know, how's the week been, man? Fill the people in. Well, my week's been pretty easy. Um, you know, we're talking about RJ. I've been, you know, I chat with him pretty regular. You know, we kind of compare the shows, compare notes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about him, though. That's also cool. Well, well here's the thing. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, RJ. That's sorry. That was I was, <laughs> I was messaging the man with the magical voice. That's crazy thing. He's got the magical voice, and all I do is text him. Then why does he use the one he uses? <laughs> Boom, roast again. So I told him about the whole, you know, what gripes me from last week. And he gave me a good one. And, it, and when he reminded me of this, I want your guys' opinion. Did you give him the courtesy wave after he gave it to you? Like, thanks, RJ. I, well, I waved at him, but only one finger was up. That a boy. But uh, this is a good one. I mean, I can't believe I didn't even think about it. Um, don't you just hate it? Like, if you got to use bathroom, you go in there, sit down, you know, doing your business, whatever, and you look over, there's that empty brown little roll without a lick of toilet paper on the down roll. Why can't you, wherever you, you know, because I usually keep like three or four rolls on the back of the toilet just for such an occasion. Reach back, you know, my kids know where it is. Reach back, put it on. Be done with it. It's all it takes. And when you put the damn toilet paper roll on, you better put it on the right way. It goes over the top. It don't go back towards the wall. That's psychotic shit that the people in Russia do. No, we don't do that here in America. Americans have their toilet paper over the top. Sylvester Stallone. That's how we do it. And then the other point he brought up... Was, you know, you tell one of the kids, whatever. My son was 13. Hey, son, take the trash out. I take the trash out. Thanks, son. And so I got a piece of paper or whatever. Go in the kitchen. Ain't a damn bag in that damn can. Put the empty bag back in the damn can, son. Come on now. Full of paper rolls. Empty rolls going crazy all through here. We got a damn trash can with no bag in it. I guarantee you it's a piece of paper in that can underneath the trash bag. Right now, I guarantee you, I can go get my trash can. There's one piece of trash underneath the bag. Because there's always somebody that throws trash in that can without the bag in it. Put the lighter back in the damn, back in the damn trash can. I mean, does that not drop y'all's ass? Does that ever happen to you? Am I just overreacting? The trash can thing bothers me a lot. I try to check the toilet paper thing ahead of time. (laughs) 
Unless it's you know a it's legit person. when you cuss in the middle of guarantee. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> Your son is sitting in the other room right now. Like, I got yelled at a week ago for that. Now he's at his mama's right now, so we good. Nine times out of ten, because that's just one thing I told RJ was nine times out of ten, I'll do the trash. So if I come in and I throw something in there and ain't no bag in the can, it's probably my fault. So I'm just gonna blame my son just for the you know, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I'm just right. gonna blame him. Word, bro. So it's probably it's probably my fault anyway. <laughs> but, um, blame Tyler. <laughs> and Tyler. Whenever y'all go grocery shopping, do y'all keep the small plastic bags for like the, the bathroom trash can? Do y'all keep y'all do that? I use yep. them for uh when I take my dogs out too. Mm-hmm. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> That's a terrible part. Yeah, <laughs> Speaking the of dogs, hey, what about them bulldogs, baby? Them dogs. <laughs> That's where we get. Georgia dog fan. It was all about getting to the Georgia dogs. That was what the whole story was. Right. Found our way back. Is that a, is that that was a good Flyers blanket on back there? No, that's bulldog, buddy. <laughs> that's my snuggie. Pretty close. Pretty close. Shout out, Bobert. <laughs> right? No, don't shout out Bober. Ah, oh, he's a big Penguins fan. Don't shout at Bober. He's my friend. Oh yeah, right? he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't get nine ten every every freaking Thursday morning. I got to hear shit from him about something I said wrong on this show. I hadn't sure. even listened to the damn show yet. I don't even know what he's talking about at the time. I'm like, oh, let's go back and hear what I said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did say uh, it was one of our best episodes. You know, with Sans Devin. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why I don't shout out Bober. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Bober? Yeah, look at this. That, that's just two things that kind of aggravate me. I don't know how y'all feel about it. You grind your gears, huh? It grinds it, man. I mean, it, I feel kind of bad about the whole uh, the old lady thing last week, and I, I should have noticed. It, I mean, I saw I saw, I saw the curlers, and I should have known. And Maybe I, she should be driving. <laughs> the bitch should have waited. Hey, living in Florida, I will definitely tell you. They should have to retake the driving test, like, 65, 70, you know, just saying. Agreed. Yeah, plenty of public transportation out there. Because <laughs> that's the best mode of transportation, huh? <laughs> and if anybody else has one of them, one of these things that kind of grinds their gears, hey, hit me up. We'll talk about it. And if I like it, I'll talk about it on the show. But if yeah, I don't like you, I doubt if I even say anything. And if You're you are sure. watching on YouTube, he is wearing sunglasses at night. With my Snuggie. <laughs> so he can see. Can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, uh, is that all you got for us, Adam? That's how I feel about it. Well, today, I love it. Well, thank you for that, Adam. Uh, you know, those are, uh, you know, back-to-back relatable-ass topics, man. I dig it. I got another one. I, I got one in the chamber. Ready to go. Oh, one yeah. in the chamber. Ready uh, to go. I got one in the chamber right now. And you're saving it for next week, or what do you say? Well, I can give you a little taser. I like do teaser. it. Hey, do it. All right, let's see. Um, you ever, uh, matter of fact, this happened to me yesterday. Boss man at work. He says, hey, we done after work. Uh, I'm probably going home. You think you can help me out for about an hour? Yeah, that's fine. How often does it actually last an hour? 
Four hours later, we're still doing this shit. He said, it'll take about an hour. We've got to pick up a couch and a, and a, and a refrigerator. <laughs> when I get there, it's a whole damn 10-foot trailer full of shit. So that, that's... That's the teaser? Yeah, Mike, I'll give him more detail about what happened. <laughs> this asshole got me good, so... Hey, well, hey, and you can hear about that on next week's episode, huh? Yeah. Building suspense. Building suspense. 2023, baby. Heard that. Well, uh, thank you for that, Adam. And uh, always uh, good stuff, you know. And we're going to grind our gears on over to what well, it looks like Devin. So, Devin, welcome back. Glad you could join us tonight, you know. Glad Erica let you out. Uh, of the no, don't, don't, don't push it. I won't say glad, but. I'm glad to be back. You guys might not be glad. Let's wait to hear what he's got to talk about first. It was cool to have one episode without Sammy. Like, it was really awesome. Yeah, welcome back, though. Right, Devin? Yeah, welcome back. So, (laughs) this is our last episode of 2022. So, I thought we should do something kind of special. So, I thought that all of us should compile a list of our top five wrestlers of 2022. So I messaged the guys a couple days ago. Uh, Zol actually earlier today. Sorry about that. But I'm sure you could get it together. <laughs> but <laughs> so let me hear it, guys. What's your top five wrestlers of the year 2022? Mm. You got to call on someone. Uh, you, Brad. You spoke. Oh, okay. Going Great. First. All right. So I am going to go with who – this is what I decided to do. Were they my favorites? Maybe, maybe not. But these are the ones I think had the biggest impact and biggest change or at least most success this year. So I think Sami Zayn, shout out to James Elkari on that one. Sami Zayn has completely changed, has not actually changed his character, but he has evolved into something even bigger and has made a faction that's already big even better. And look what he did at WrestleMania. I was about to say, that that jackass match was awesome. Listen, so he goes from that to being in the, I mean, being into the bloodline. It's really yeah. I bought I bought the shirt. I One bought the, biggest, the shirt. Yeah, it was a comedy act at WrestleMania, and now he's like neck to neck and with fucking Roman. He was Intercontinental Champion just a little bit before that because it was him uh, and um. We don't talk about Ginger Fidel times. And you can plug him in anywhere, and well, that, he will make it work. To, to your on point. the fucking release list. To he, your he point. He was like the uh, the talker or somebody for for somebody that was doing Intercontinental Championship, and he was fighting. Yeah. Was it Shinsuke? Wasn't it Shinsuke? Yeah, Shinsuke, yeah. He was no, like Shinsuke's moderator and, you know, being like his, moderator. I don't want to say his handyman, but, you know, he was just. Probably was. No, and you brought up a great point because uh, Sami Zayn's on my list. Um, and it's, he didn't change anything. He didn't change his presentation, didn't change his hairstyle, didn't change his ring gear. I mean, he, he was consistent, but yet got better and better throughout the year. For sure. The second person on my list is someone who has had tremendous success already in the WWE and in AEW, but consistently, I would say probably top two most popular wrestlers in AEW gets the biggest pop every time he comes out there, and that is John Moxley. John Moxley was champion, then he wasn't champion, then he was champion again. And even when he doesn't champ, isn't champion, he has a presence about him that he is the best. So he is my number two. Number three, man, I know this is going to get some heat. Mandy Rose. Now, I know recently she is no longer with the company, and that is a shame, but was champion for an entire year, reinvented herself in NXT, 
had a brand new faction that totally worked, totally worked. Toxic Attraction worked what she did best, her looks and her abilities. So uh, she's no longer with the company, but she will land somewhere, no doubt. Dot her hair brown. Yeah, and then it went back to blonde-ish. The day she got fired. <laughs> she got a tan ass. Or, you know, see, never mind. <laughs> Second woman that has gone from maybe mid-Carter, but rubbing up against top stars to being the champion now is Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter was uh, maybe no one would have thought she'd have been the champion six months ago. And here she is now the champion women's champion, AEW. Finally, the man is going to lose at new year's evil and join and enter the Royal rumble and have a top three chance of winning that. But it is Braun breaker who has had a hell of a year and a hell of an impact in NXT. I do think he is going to lose as we record this or as this airs, new year's Eve will be in about five days. And I say he does lose to Grayson Waller and enters in to the main roster. That's a good list, Brad. Yeah, I was ready, one. buddy. See, when you give me two days, oh, look out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I give you less time? All give right. Time. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Mike? I'll go. Why not? Follow me so, again, huh? <laughs> we got, let's see, another one I think has a great year is, of course, oh, the fine-looking Alexa Bliss. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she's so good looking. She's no. been there maybe but, four but, months. Listen, look, look at the stages that she like. She's been oh, into. This is complete bullshit. This is How? so awesome. How? But she hasn't. She hasn't even been there for eight of the months. Yes, she, she has. She was a tag team champion. What, she in January. Yeah, but she went through the oh, whole right. thing with Ray Wyatt. Like, just what her that, character three days? three days? I'm sorry, Mike. I'll right. up. Fuck up, Ray. I know. Um, let's see. Another one could be... I like uh, Moxley. That, that's a good one. Glad I um, can help out. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> like we share our list, Brad. Um, what about this one? This, uh, Matt Kyoto. Our... Uh, Zack Ryder, Matt Guy. Carl <laughs> <laughs> <Or like> Damon. <laughs> the best referee of the year. He hasn't refed it. He's refed twice this year. I said that. Whoa, 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 whoa. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's awesome. He had Cardona a great year. Matt Cardona. Yeah, him. He had a great year this year. Yeah, he was great As you can tell, year. Mike loves him. <laughs> you know, you know, Mike Ryder, Mike Ryder, you know. Yeah. I would say uh, Cardona was like an alternate for me. Yeah, he had a good one. I had him um, NWA champion this year. Yes. Yeah, um, big, that's a big course, one. We had Roman Reigns. Came out strong. Came in strong. And in strong. Number one. That's what she said. WI number one. Number one. Um, how many more do I got? One. Okay. One more. Um, Daniel Bryan. Why? Losing? Jobbing? What what are we talking about? Because he's just, it's Daniel Bryan. Okay. Okay, what about this? John Cena. That's a bullshit list. a bullshit list. I feel Claudio had a better year than Claudio, yeah, well, Daniel Bryan is my favorite wrestler of all time, besides yeah. maybe Hulk Hogan, and I can't even put him on the list. I feel like Claudio Alexa had a better Bliss. year. Alexa Bliss. Damn right, Alexa Bliss. You can she's not on my list on any list. Every list. Maybe this will be on. Give me a list and say I can have one female. It's gonna be Alexa Bliss. Okay. Thank you could have had five females. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Oh, hey, James. <laughs> You're up. 
You done right, Andrew or Adam? One of you two? James, uh, all disappeared. All right. Well, uh, I mean, you know who I'm starting with. Uh, Hangman. Cowboy shit. Are you kidding me? Hangman. <laughs> Champion at the turn of the year, you know. Saw him at Revolution. Beat that uh, baby back bitch, Adam Cole. Baby bay back bitch. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, I'm cowboy shit all the way. Love that dude. Injured, came back. Now him and Mox getting into a thing. We'll see where that goes. Which brings me to my second choice. Gian Moxley. You know what I'm saying? Wild thing, baby. I love that shit. Come through the crowd. That's my dude. Like, I will, I ride for my dogs. You know what I'm saying? And Moxley's like, he's one of us. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's doing it for us. He's the savior of AEW. So I will definitely uh, give him that. Uh, I'm going to go with a tag team next. And of course, FTR. Ain't nobody had a bigger fucking year in the tag team business than them. Put on banger after banger. They put on uh, great matches with uh, the Young Cucks. Hate them. Put on great matches with the Briscoes. They've tagged with the Rock and Rolls. They had Bret Hart in the corner. Like, I mean, like, they've done a lot of shit this year. Shout out That's to good. Dax, new member of the, the Afri Show fam. Shout out. And uh, here's one that all you guys skipped over. Motherfucker. Ain't he great? Fucking he Jeff great. Jarrett. Double J has a great That's a good one. Yeah. Four organizations this year, James. Big time organizations, too. Yeah, not he's like, been in every major like, one this year. Not like North, South, East, Western, you know, wrestling is bullshit. Like GCW, NWA, WWE, and AEW. Triple A. Rocket Promotions. Triple A, five. Sorry. Good job. JCP. Oh, yeah. And, uh, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of a uh, – I want to put a female wrestler on here for sure. I really wanted to go with Bianca. I mean, it's Ooh. kind of a low-key, like, it's not – I don't know if it's turning the tide like everybody thought it would, her being – because, you know, everybody rooted for her to get her big moments and stuff. But when she gets her big moments, it's not really changing the needle, I guess you could say. But she's had a good year. She's been in big matches, uh, you know. And, James, is there anybody in better shape? <laughs> Well, I, I also wanted to go with uh, Liv Morgan, but I went Liv to... Morgan. That's how I said. What about Liv Morgan? She had a great Yeah, well, year. you had your turn. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Devin, who's next? Uh, Zoller Adam, which one do you two want to go? Oh, hey, boy. All right. Well, uh, since Elker, I took my thunder. I was going to go double J. I was really, I was really surprised he wasn't up, uh, brought up sooner, uh, for the reasons we laid out just now. Um, I also want to go with the, for me, it's the acclaimed because you look at how far they've come as far as an act goes and the way that they've gotten over. I mean, when we were there at, uh, brawl out, oh, sorry. I mean, all out in Chicago, um, <laughs> That match with them and, and Swerve on Our Glory was so strong in terms of the crowd reaction. It was, it, it, it was, it was something to behold. And and they've done such a great job um, that you know it, I'm gonna look forward to see what 2023 looks like for them. Um, mentioned Sami Zayn earlier. Uh, him with the Usos and that whole thing has been amazing. But uh, for me, on the female side, it's Britt Baker. She had the belt. Then she dropped it. She won out, but then kind of showed the presence. Yes, she gets a lot of hate because of too much screen time or what have you, whatever the internet trolls want to bitch about. But the fact of the matter is they had two others 
as champions and yet didn't move the needle quite like she's done. And she's done an amazing job at building up Jamie Hayter to where whatever that turn's going to look like, that anticipation, that slow build, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be sweet, gonna be sweet to see. So that that's my top five for 2022. And you know what I gotta say about that um, with with Britt Baker is that she is the biggest woman star there. Even I, and I'm including Soraya Soraya in that. I think she's the biggest star there, whether she's champion or not. And you, I agree with you 100 that she. I said Hater's like more of an up and coming, like great year, but Britt Baker is the star. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I like them all. That's good. Zoe. <laughs> Great, Devin. I'm glad you like them. That's so nice. Adam, my man, what you got? I mean, it's hard to argue, Britt Baker. I mean, I, I want to say Thunder Rosa, but she got injured. If whoa, she would have stayed whoa. healthy, I think it would have been. Yeah. It would have been great if she would have stayed healthy. But I mean, you see every graphic of AEW. Almost every graphic you see is Britt Baker. She don't have to have the belt. And she's the, pretty much the number one woman there. Over Shout out Rebel. But she wouldn't be where she was without Rebel either. You got to remember that. But uh, I mean, the FTR, yeah. But um, Dax, I'm just going to point out Dax. Because he has some of the best singles matches of anybody, you know, because he, he's physical. <laughs> he can do damn near anything. He, he makes everybody look good. Um, so I, I, I want to say FTR, but I'd rather just single Dax out. And as far as another tag team, you know, we're talking about the Usos. I think Jay, I mean, I think Jay Uso, you know, main event Jay, you know, coming up with Roman. That whole storyline where he wore cousins and I swerve when I drive, I swerve when I drive. Oh. So they're, they're cousins and everything, and when they had that match, you know, Jimmy's still hurt. Jimmy comes in to help Jay, and then Roman grabs Jimmy, and the only way Jay gives up is because of his brother Jimmy. I mean, that's a huge storyline. So I, you know, I like both those souls, but but Jay just stands out to me. Um, that's, that's three, right? So I wish Randy wouldn't have got hurt because Randy would have been on my my list number one, no doubt. Um, Sorry. No, one one thing that, and I think kind of going along with Thunder Rosa, Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. None of us brought him up. I I was going to say, if he wouldn't have hurt, he probably would have been number one on all of our lists. (laughs) Sorry, Adam. I I agree with the hurt thing, though. But yeah, Cody, I mean, when he come out for WrestleMania, the the, the first word said over there, everybody, and for him to go to the number two or, you know, number two place and get over and do everything and make everybody else look amazing, make Sammy. If this dude can make Sammy Guevara look that damn good, he deserves to be on everybody's top five. So. Yeah, we covered that in the archives. Great episode. So, yeah, I got to give Cody. got give him his props. Uh, I mean, damn it, because, you know, of course, Roman. But. I almost rather say Seth Rollins because he ain't had to be a champion and he's ran Monday Night Raw. He's brought up, um, he's made, what's the kid that's refer- that he's a uh, champion now? Uh, MJF. MJF. Austin. No, A Town Down. 
Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. he made Austin Theory look amazing. Um, <laughs> He's made Bobby Lashley look amazing. Um, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he made Cody yeah, Rhodes. That hell and sell him and Cody had. Yeah. Um, right before WrestleMania, the thing with him and Kevin Owens been the tag team. I and mean, what has he done? Roman, Think about how he's become a baby face now out of nowhere. See, you know, Roman, of course, he, you know, they put Roman at the top. And, yeah, he stayed there. But that's all he's done is just be that right here. Seth has been here, here. He's done this with this person, done this with this person. So I want to kick Roman out. I'm going to give it to Seth. Well, here's the thing, Adam, about that is I would have given it to Roman the year before. He hasn't done yeah. – he's maintained and gone up, but he hasn't broke out. So I, that's why I didn't put Roman on my list because he it's been two years, you know? Been Even champ. in the beginning of the year, before WrestleMania, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens were teaming together and putting tag teams over on Raw. Yep. Yeah, Seth Rollins yeah. is a really good uh, really good answer. Yeah, that's a great – yeah, you guys all come up with great well, lists. Well, let's hear it, Sammy. All right. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you can't really say five. Very right? good, boy. Oh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Chris Jericho's I mean, not on my list. Claudio, Jericho. I mean, there's so many that's had great, freaking great years. It's hard to say just five. It really is. 2022 was a fantastic year in wrestling in general. And, I, and no disrespect to Moxley, yeah, but, but Moxley's been at the top the whole time. They've they put him there. So he's had, I don't want to say he's had it easy because he wrestles every damn week. I think besides... But, Besides 2001, this has probably been the craziest year in wrestling history. I heard it and hear everybody say CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Jack, and, but, and Jay White. I hate to leave out Jay White, too. Damn it. I hate to leave him out. Well, you got to leave somebody out. Yeah, it's only five. And I was and just about to talk just shit seems on like we're He just tried to make it 10. He five. tried to make it 10 earlier. Well, it just seems like we're all WWE. Yeah. Like 80% of who we picked was all WWE. Everybody knew five people. Yeah, I should, I, should everyone have had one? I was 60% WWE and 40% AEW, thanks. I hate, it, I hate to just say WWE, guys. I didn't. No, I hate it. I would hate I hate it, too. Maybe I just want to, but you just... MLW. How about Jacob Fatu, huh? Oh, Fatu, Alex Hammerstone. Rich Swan. Now he wrestled, what, five times? How about Josh Alexander, for goodness sakes? Speaking of podcast. Josh Alexander, go ahead, my, uh, Devin, play your game. My top five starts with my number five, someone who just recently faced Josh Alexander, and that's Speedball Mike Bailey. I didn't. I just learned about him earlier this year, and I've watched, I don't know how many matches of his, Power all match. over YouTube, on Impact Wrestling. Like He's put on, <laughs> in my opinion, at least 25-star matches this year. Here is my interview. He had done an interview with Chris Van Vliet, but you'll like it. Shout uh, out. I, I should have played with him in Chicago. Said, big fan. He goes, what's up? The end. <laughs> uh, number four, <laughs> the youngest Mr. Money in the Bank of all time and your current United States champion, Austin Theory. The golden egg. Very good. Uh, 25 years old. Number three, this woman had the greatest year of her entire career this year. 2022 was her career year, in my opinion. She won Miss Money in the Bank. She won her first ever world championship. As someone James said earlier, he didn't pick her, but he said her name, Liv Morgan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Allie Catch. Won the Money in the Bank was probably the giveaway. 
Uh, number two, he is my favorite wrestler oh, in all God. the pro wrestling. Can somebody mute this damn microphone? The Spanish God, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, the guy that almost killed Matt Hardy. Yes, him. He didn't do it in 2022. Was it 2021? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he break Ruby Riot's nose? No, no, that was Ty. That was Ty Conti. Oh, that was Ty. Okay. Sammy Sammy told her to do it. Sammy told her to do it. He started the year as TNT champion. He is now one of the star members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Wasn't he Cody's last match in AEW? He's like he the third Cody best Rose's guy in the last group. ever match in AEW. Don't say ever. Well, all right. Yeah, good call. You could come back someday. Daniel Garcia is better than Sammy. Daniel Garcia has to follow Sammy. Burn. Go ahead. <laughs> my <laughs> number one wrestler of 2022. Wheeler Utah. Oh. <laughs> this man had won one of the he won. One of the worst ever ladder matches I've ever seen. Sam, you then... just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he is now our AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. He's my wrestler of the year. What? Nice. Yeah, I just... I thought it'd be fun. I I none of us and the crowd the goes mild. Well, I was just like, yeah, 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 like none of us said here. that, but maybe it's because we got spoiled by the fact that he always like delivers. You know what it is? <laughs> he didn't wrestle for a few months. That's what threw me off a bit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Only wrestling at pay-per-views, you know, too much. Buddy, he, he talks with the best of them. I they honestly thought I thought Devin's female choice was going to be Jordan Grace. Not a bad choice <laughs> at all. We he will see yeah. at Hard to Kill. Yeah, it's going to be her and Mickey James. And she is going to retire, Mickey James. Oh, of course. I w- officially going to retire. I 100%. I hate that, too. I, 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 I see it happening. It. Well, I, I mean, I, Mickey ain't going to, like, you know, bullshit she's had it, six, though. Like, she's, she's had 16 retirement it. matches, and she's going up against someone, and she's putting her over strong. I she's going to officially be, uh, retire those, like, just Mickey's to come back to the man. Rumble. I think she's done. She's going to be on Busted Open three times a week. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. but – so the rumor I saw based on that is that um, rumor uh, in 20, 2023, um, it's going to be Conrad putting together Mickey James' last match, putting building around that. Jeez, there we go. <laughs> is that Memphis or Nashville? Oh, but to be determined is. is I heard it's going to be Philadelphia, but oh, oh, what do God. I know? <laughs> Thanks, Devin. That was a lot of fun, pal. Yeah, man. That's like everybody picking five fun. people. <laughs> that was good. We all, we all suck at counting. <laughs> Pick ten for next week. Mm. The whole show. And now, well, hey, man, appreciate James it. looks at the monitor and he yeah, says something next. Uh, it says, uh, you know, so Zol, it is your show, and we want to welcome you to the show. And uh, so, hey, what better way than give you your own segment, so Zol? Hold on, Zol. Let's do this the right way. The first Zoel. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank Zoel. you. Will. Call back from last week. <laughs> um, so once upon a time, I used to be uh, in the radio business, um, had a morning show, and w- one of them was uh, a bit that we did every single morning. 
called Five Obscure Facts. So I thought in light of that, I would dust it off, bring it back, and share with you that segment that uh, so mildly put me over in Southeast Kansas. I thought you were talking about New Year's stuff. <laughs> I, I was under the impression you were that is what he, that's what he I, I can show you this the information yep but then i saw that we were going back to back we weren't though that was not what we were doing how, how good are the radio stations in Kansas? Hey, it's all good not if we're very. gonna do a five people segment thing followed by another five you know segment hey why the fuck not huh <laughs> <laughs> you know didn't want to go new year's back to back but hey we'll do five <laughs> I wasn't sure if the Kansas radio station scene was a big deal or not. Oh, no. No. No, man. It's your show, so I'm just giving you shit. No, I know. <laughs> it, it could be worse. It could be Nebraska. So, uh, and he, here's how I would uh, intro it. So, I'm going to go through the whole bit. We'll go through the spiel, and uh, we'll have some fun. So, it, it is now time for the area's longest-running morning show bit. Great for idle banter around the water cooler talks or for those numerous smoke breaks that just randomly show up. It's a little something we like to call five obscure facts. So here we go. First one, competitive art used to be in the Olympics. Don't know how you get competitive with that, but okay. Uh, the letters OMG, the way that we use it these days, its first usage can be traced back to 1917. So our grandparents were uh, ahead of the time. LOL. Some cats, number three, some cats are actually allergic to humans. Wow. That's backwards. I'm allergic to cats, so I get it. You know, give and take. Uh, Number four, the majority of your brain is fat. Of our brain? I'm very fucking smart then. Because <laughs> my brain, you know, just goes through all down the body. So, you know, my brain just like goes through its nervous system too. So, technically, you know. There you go. And the fifth one here, wrapping up five obscure facts for this edition of the Kickout Crew. Oranges aren't naturally occurring fruits. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I just read. It's I'm Ron Burgundy. It was just five obscure facts. I am. I am Ron Burgundy. If you put it in front of me, I will read it. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. So, so, so something tells me, Mr. Lopez, that when you like when you did the radio show, when you mm-hmm. introduced it, I feel like you might have had more pizzazz, more energy behind it. I feel like you might have. You maybe been at an eight, but I bet I guarantee you on the radio station, I bet you hit that at ten or eleven. Yeah, you I feel did like there's some more energy you could have put in it. Well, I don't have a microphone like like yours now. If I had the full like uh, microphone ladies stand, and yep, I'd be all in. Be I all can see in. you just, ladies and gentlemen. This is the the, the biggest bam, bam, thing bam, 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 bam. <laughs> And we did. We we would use um yakety sax as the background music while we were nice. going over it. Yakety so. sax, don't talk back. That's mm-hmm. funny. Mike yeah. says lickety sax. Yeah, he does. Boom, Mike. Huh? Burn. Fuck you off. Awesome, Zol. Thank you. Sorry to ruin yeah. that. <laughs> there that it was is. it, huh? That's it. Yeah, that's all I got. That's good, well, man. Well. I appreciate it. 
Is there a certain place you'd find those kind of those comment those statements and stuff? So what I would do, like the 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 facts. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time I had an iPad that uh, that one of the apps on it was just random facts. I would just sit there, read it, swipe to the next one, and just keep that going through. So. See, I used to be big on those random state laws that you don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. That are the most random state laws. <laughs> That's all we know about 35 with the seat bill on Sunday <laughs> yeah. after the Super Bowl. Those yeah, kind of damn laws. And that is in the archives, Mike Whitaker, right? That's right. You're allowed to have ketchup and mustard on the same hot dog on that's Sunday Mike, in Tennessee. <laughs> the only thing that's missing. ice cream cone in your back you pocket. Have no you, you have no more than two dildos in a house in Phoenix. <laughs> and you can't and you can't tie, you can't tie an elephant. Do a parking meter on Sunday, but what Saturday. What about like you can't keep good. a bar of soap in your back yep. pocket or some shit like that? Yeah. You, <laughs> and you can only drive down a one the wrong way down a one way street if you have your headlights on. <laughs> like I want to know going one way. <laughs> I want to know how that city council meeting went. So whether like I'm a concerned citizen and uh, I do not believe we should be putting soap in our back pocket. Uh, this is a bad <laughs> look for our community. I don't know I, if you watched the baseball game, but they had ketchup and mustard on the same hot dog. <laughs> What's going on here? Is that a remind anybody else of Stone Cold lately? <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me they needed more fired up at them, so I've been giving it to them. Yeah, baby. Because uh, he said so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like that, Brett. <laughs> well, on the same you. hot dog. <laughs> We live in a society. What's this coming to? <laughs> right? They shouldn't even sell it out of the same window. <laughs> you just have to sneak that shit in your pocket like the movie theater. That's right. Just when you think he's done, right? <laughs> They're saying they should segregate ketchup and mustard? Exactly. <laughs> if you're not allowed to have it on the same hot dog, separate that shit. You can have mayonnaise and ketchup. You can have mayonnaise and mustard. But not ketchup and mustard. You'll go straight to hell for that. Mayo chuff's got to be some gross shit. shit. Yeah. Mayo chuff's got to be You can put dip spit and everything else on it, but not ketchup and mustard. Fuck no. Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, Zoll. So I wasn't prepared, I guess, to talk... uh, the spirit of New Year's, but actually, I mean, I was kind of thinking about this, and I know I'm not going to word it uh, as eloquently as it should be worded, but we are, uh, you know, we all had a great Christmas, and uh, as one year concludes, another one begins, and uh, I just want to give our friends and family and listeners, like, just a little inspiration, I guess, going into the new year. I mean, they all say, like, it's a new beginning and all that stuff, and that's fine to say, but, you know, I have a feeling if you're really dedicated and you really mean it, like, you do have the power to, like, change uh, your current situation. Like, don't do this new year, new me bullshit. And then just, you know, if you're really committed to the change, you truly do have the power to change yourself. Like, there's no reason. I know you, it may seem hard. And it may seem weak. And sometimes you don't think that you're, like, good enough or you don't have it in you. But in all reality, like, you can do a lot of shit if you really put your mind to it and uh, think about what you want to do, put it realistically and strive for it. You have no idea the power that you actually have. So if you're going through a tough time and you think like, 
I just can't do it. You really can't. I mean, I know it's just simple to say, like, but it is kind of that, like, Nike, you know, just do it. Like, if you really want to and you dedicate yourself to it, more often than not, you're going to succeed. I mean, there will be fails and stumbles along the way. But if you're committed and dedicated to it, you'll find out that you should have had that confidence and, uh, you know, self-esteem and everything going into it. Because if you're dedicated and you put your mind to it, most of the time you're going to uh, succeed. You're going to go through with it and you're going to accomplish that. So I know like it's kind of the end of the year, beginning of the year thing, but I mean, every day is, you know, days are days. It's not like, all right, you know, my life changes immediately on the first. It doesn't. So like, but if I wanted to say to everybody, if you're going through some shit and you don't think you have the power to change it, you honestly really fucking do. So I hope that, uh, you know, Everybody out there enjoys what you have. Be humble for what you have. And if you're trying to improve and strive to be better, stay dedicated, stay true to yourself, and you'll see that you had the power to do that all along. And that's kind of what I wanted to get at. Come on with it now. I got that tattoo right there. You never know how strong you are. Don't ever give up. You're stronger than you think you are. You 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 never know how strong you are until being strong is your only option. Take the leap. Take the leap. If you want to change yourself, you got to jump. Like that Steve Harvey video. It's Steve Harvey video called Taking the Jump or the Leap or whatever. Google it sometime. But you're not going to do it unless you jump or else you're just going to sit at the edge going, man, I wonder what if, what if, what if. You make the what if. That's your life. Like you have the power to do it. So that's all I want to say. The hardest part about addiction is in your mind. It really is. Because once I got over that hump, it was it's like, wow, really? That's that's. It's, it's your mind's a whole lot stronger than you think it is. You didn't think you could. I, next thing you know, like I can't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you have to make it happen. You got, you know, nobody else can do it for you. You got to do it. Persistence, initiative, dedication. I agree hundred percent, brother. Strive to be the best. Never going to be perfect, but always strive to be. Exactly. You're never going to, you're not going to get a hundred percent, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try for a hundred percent. Agreed. Totally agree with that. Tell my bosses every day. Well, it's not going to be hundred percent, James. I go. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try for it. Yeah, give it your all. Try for hundred. Of course. That's all I want to say. And that's the spirit of New Year's. You know what I'm saying? Love it, James. Love it. That's real, right there, brother. Yeah. Be better. Do better, and you will be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you have the power, man. Like, it may feel like times are tough, and that's the kick out crew shit. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. I mean, it is what it is. Just gotta want to. That's right. <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, life getting down on someone and them, you know, fighting through it and making the best of it, we're going to talk about our second match. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker is the rivalry, and that is uh, RJ, I believe. RJ. So thank you, RJ, for that. And we didn't want to pick, you know, the WrestleMania 25. We wanted to go with the match that not many people have seen. So can I can I take one second, James, and holler at Adam Simmons and show him that's how you pick matches. Thank you, RJ, for not picking a shit show like Adam Simmons did. Never picked that. I would love that. <laughs> this is how you pick wrestling matches. Thank you, RJ. Shout out, Adam. <laughs> you know, shit show Simmons. <laughs> Jesus, it's oh jokes, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, this is obviously famous for one spot in the match, which we'll get to, but obviously there's a redemption story on that too. But, uh, you know, our second match is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker for Royal Rumble 1998. I know. I know you've never seen this. Glad we could cover it. It's a casket match 
for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. It took place January 18th of 1998 in the San Jose Arena in, you guessed it, San Jose, California. It had an attendance of 18,500, and that's disputable, but it's pretty much 18,500. It had a buy rate of 351,000. It had a match length of a little over 20 and a half minutes, and Meltzer actually rated this one, and it was uh, three and a half stars. So, you know, that being said, that's the uh, intro to the match that we are doing. But, Mike, how did we get there? Oh, I did the shit for the Hogan match. No. <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck did I read it wrong? <laughs> I confused everybody because I'm trying to watch Kevin Nash and these two freaking guys. Mike actually called me. Unlike Devin, I'm not going to go through the whole rivalry from the time they started to the time they ended in retiree. Well, you don't have to go back to the Rumble because this is a Rumble. Yeah, this is a Rumble. <laughs> so but when this rivalry right here did start was at Survivor Series when it was Bret Hart versus Undertaker and your special guest referee was... HBK. Why are you shaking your head? Am I wrong? SummerSlam. You said Survivor Series. Oh, Survivor Series. Oh. Survivor Series was Bret Hart and Shawn yeah. Michaels. Ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're, right. I put SS. So that was my fault. I put SS. That on. means shit show. Yeah. Anyways, that one, 97, Bret versus Taker, and Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. And to end the match, Shawn would hit Taker in the head with a chair and. Bret Hart would get the win. Later on, there were Shawn Michaels and Undertaker would wrestle at In Your House Ground Zero at the very first Hell in the Cell. And they had an amazing match there. And what came about uh, that match? Kane. Kane came down, broke to the cage, interfered. That's gotta be Kane! Gotta be. Fucked up with Taker, Shawn Michaels. Got the win on that one. So then they came out here and made it, decided to make it a casket match. And that's where we got here. So, and Jim right. Michaels becoming a heel during this whole situation, too. So, like, this was his transition into turning into a heel. Break it down. Right? So, James, <laughs> Stone Cold wins the Rumble. James, if Sean, Michael, does. If, so, if, Sean, if Sean Michaels doesn't get hurt here does wrestlemania change no uh oh how do you mean great answer though what do you mean like uh well i uh, does stone cold still win because let's face it after this happens Shawn michaels is out for six years yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I might be light on that i don't even four. know i think it's four or until oh two yeah. okay so like but yeah anything- i uh i think you're going with stone cold because he's the hot you know he's the hot commodity Okay. You can't have him like build, 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 and lose. You know, shout out Booker T. But you can't have that build, build, build like that, and then lose that mania because that's kind of like the coronation. You can always have Sean maybe win it back later, but you want that WrestleMania payoff, that big fucking moment where Stone Cold's holding the belt. You know. All right. So let's, WrestleMania let's, 13 was Stone Cold and Brett. So Zol, let's take it a step further. Let's take a step further. If let's say Michaels does not get hurt in this match, does The Rock become as big as he is? Yes. 
because the machine the machine has already started to move. Whenever you look at the company as a whole, with the, with the um, embracing of the Attitude Era, the characters that they were going, having Russo there, um, the, the machine was already building there. Maybe the, the timetable go a little bit differently? Yeah. Maybe. But but ultimately, I mean, and, and look at the Rocket, who he is anyways. Just he's such a natural, charismatic person that uh, it, it wouldn't matter who, whether it was Shawn Michaels. Exactly. Um, yeah, they were putting yeah. him over in the Rumble match, too. I don't I you know if I say I watched it or nothing, but, you know, I kind of watched it. I, I did. I watched it. They what put you, him over a bunch in that match, too. What is it, Adam? You mentioned, you know, would, would the Stone Cold or would whoever be so popular if Shawn wouldn't get hurt? If Shawn Michaels didn't get hurt, would Triple H be as popular? No. Events would change. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much. And I don't know what would happen. But Shawn Michaels was the biggest thing next to Stone Cold at the time. And he was the biggest thing before Stone Cold. So if he's still in the picture. He did have Vince's ear, too. And he was uh, Vince was a fan. He could have been like, Vince, I don't want to lose to him at WrestleMania. Right. I'm right. going to lose my smile again. And your main event's out. And you're right. What does happen to Triple H? Does he step up and be the next man? I don't see I don't see Triple H getting as popular if Shawn Michaels never left. I'm, I agree. I agree. So, I agree. We can blame Shawn Michaels. That's all I hear. <laughs> Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson with his arm. Then you already married Stephanie. Like you, you see this. There's a big. You might be old married to like China that. right now. Hey, you might be still right. married to China right now. Exactly. You Let's don't go. know. And it'd be tested, Stephanie. And it'd be uh, tested. Oh yeah, we can we can what if we can what if this all day, man. Let's uh, stay. Oh, hey, forget about the testicles. Stephanie McMahon, Martin, Hollywood Blondes. You can't forget about the testicles. It is right. interesting to think about the butterfly effect that that this Correct. match does have. A butterfly yeah. One person can change the whole whole deal. One move. One move. So let's yep. get to that. Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. Mike Tyson with his arm around Michael Cole. Mike. Was this a very special moment for you? And why, why did it feel so awkward? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why later. I got one later on in it, but um, I don't really watch the beginning of the match. So. Oh, that's Michael great. Cole I'm glad I picked tiny. Him. Michael Cole is yeah. like you should know that's right. I go to when they're both in the ring and the bell rings and I hit play. Howard Finkel is your ring announcer. Zol, uh, are you a Finkel guy? Oh, absolutely. Because there is no doubt that um, you, you, all of us, whenever we hear that, and new, like that, that for us is wrestling. A lot of um, um, the yeah, following contest. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we all, we all, well, just like right there, we all have a Howard Finkel impression. We do. Is there? I think that little pause and. Ooh, that, that looks who saying Paul's just yep. made it on top. Yep. Classic and, DX entrance. And X-rated. Kevin. Sorry. Is the DX entrance top five? Oh, yeah. Oh. DX. Definitely. Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler. DX is my all-time favorite faction. These three coming to the ring. Don't let Sammy just, hear was... you. You better be quiet. Sammy might hear you. <laughs> Sammy's all-time favorite, Shawn Michaels. Break it so down. We're fine there. And all I could think of was watching that DX intro because of the flash between the Videotron and the live arena was just seeing Kevin Dunn yeah, right here. Right. Between shots. And I remember being a kid, like, uh, you know, watching the I thought that was awesome. That video. 
I remember being like 10 years old trying to pause it. Pause the video. <laughs> Michael's not 10 in 97. <laughs> no, but I've told I, I've, I've had right? all the VHSs of, of this era. Michael's with Triple H in China in this uh, version. Adam, did you like this version of DX here? And were they, um, did you think of them as heels? Now they were kind of in between because that's when they did the whole thing with, with the note from USA Network and they were making fun of Clinton and, and just, you know, I just looked at that young intern. I was, oh, ball, nah, you know, just that stuff. How can you be a heel? And he's saying stuff like that, man. Cheer that man on. Oh, because they're degenerates. They sure are. Just because Bret Hart said it. But I do love, you know what's funny is that that comment, like, I hated DX because they were heels and they were just like, they look like punks to me, like going against authority. They were out of control and rambunctious. But I love the absolute shit out of Stone Cold. <laughs> you know, that's kind of so, the same thing. <laughs> so, Brad, let me let me ask you this. I'm going to re- reverse the roles here. There it is. DX. How do you say it? Um, what? Kentucky. <laughs> okay, that's how you say it. That too. Uh, but no, if you listen, there's the Generation X, and then D Generation. I say D. D Generation X. And see, whenever it was early on, if you go back and listen to Michael's promos, he says duh Generation X a lot. Oh, okay. But then we do, we do, like you said, now it's D Generation X. So I thought that was yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It it's is probably interesting. that slang thing, because you know, back in the day instead of saying like the something, you'd be like duh the bomb, you know, like it's probably that Texas accent he got <laughs> So Devin, we had the Undertaker entrance here. Did did was it just me or did Shawn Michaels sell it somehow? Oh, Shawn Michaels, he's unstrapping his, uh, I'm not sure what they're called, but his thing, his chaps, his chaps over his tights. He's unstrapping that. And as soon as Undertaker's going hits, he snaps his head towards the thing. Then Taker, as he gets to the ring, he snaps his arms down for that lightning. And Shawn Michaels sells it, jumps scared as hell out of the ring. <laughs> it does come uh, with every match with Undertaker if you're watching. Hey, I did, I did right. Crowd is, uh, crowd's pretty loud when that gong hits. Loud. Uh, so speaking of uh, loud, James, are any loud announcers here today? Who are they? Well, I just want to, you know, bring note that there are two Texas boys in the ring. Shout out. But yeah, the announcers, you know, uh, of course, I think the greatest of all time, but, you know, that's just me. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. They're the greatest duo of all time for sure. I think JR, and, and JR right here in 98 was, God, He's so amazing. good. when they're rolling, man. Amazing. Oh, but Mike. Is this the best version of DX, or do you like the one with the uh, New Age Outlaws and X Pac? I like the one. I like the one with New Age Outlaws and X Pac. Yeah, well, you're stupid. I do. I do. I, do. I, I, I like this. this one. I do like yeah. them. Like when it was just Triple H and Shawn Michaels, I love them. But I, I love like X Pac was one of my favorites. New Age Outlaws, like yeah. So I'm going to put you guys up against the test. First off, we have they they started out. Michaels and Undertaker are slugging it out, and it's a very fast start. And we have a lot of that back and forth. But forget the match for now. Devin and Zol, give me your favorite two Undertaker. Give me your favorite Undertaker and Michaels matches. Not this one. The final two, the final two WrestleMania. No, no, give me one. What's your favorite? My my favorite. It's the the first WrestleMania matchup they had. Twenty five. Shawn Michaels retirement, but the one before that, yeah. where they took out the cameraman, uh, Shawn Michaels kicks out of the tombstone, Takers kicks out of three super kicks. Like 
It, it has everything. My two well, favorite wrestlers of all time. Well, that wasn't, I was going to say that one, because isn't that the same one where the entrance where you had Sean coming down from the heavens and Undertaker rising un, up underneath? So just, that, yeah, by that and time. is that 2011? That's what I'm trying to remember. I mean, that's what's amazing. It's 2010 or 2011. Like, this is so far after this. <laughs> yes, 2011, because 2012 was Michael's last year. Jeez, oh, man. So, all right, Adam. Michaels hurts himself very early in this match off the bat, his back off of the casket. I didn't remember it, that it was this early in the match. How do you continue after something like this happens as an in-ring performer? Adrenaline. I mean, when they tell you the crowd's pumping, your adrenaline's pumping, you're on one of the biggest stages, you know, it's not WrestleMania, but Royal Rumble's right behind it. Hmm. So, I mean, the adrenaline, he's the number one guy. Um, he probably didn't feel it until after he got back in the back. He was never he the same. Never the same after this. Well, for years. But in this match, yeah. though, he really wasn't sounding that much. You couldn't tell he was hurt. Yeah. Until they actually bought it. I couldn't tell anyway. I couldn't tell you. That's why I kept looking and looking, knowing like this was the move that hurt him. And it's like, it really didn't look like it hurt him that bad. That Your blood flowing and that adrenaline does crazy shit to you, man. It's a so testament James, to him. It's a rush. James, what are the rules to a casket match anyway? Getting the casket closed. You die. Oh. And then I That's think you it. have to lock it because it does close and open a couple times. But right. I do want to say uh, the thing about Sean is because uh, I was looking right after the move and I was like, man, he kind of winces when he stands up, but he just goes. And but uh, you know, it's you, he might just be selling it, right? Well, I think it's just a testament to him. Like, he has if you don't to be, already know to look for it, it's like you don't see it. And right. Like he's in that zone, you know. Like, even, number even one, you probably heard. Number two, I got to do this for the fans because he has a reputation. Jr. said it when he came to the ring. Uh, you know, only Grand Slam winner, and he's like, not Hogan, not Savage, nobody. You know, like Sean is known for this. So if he were to like get hurt, oh my back hurts. Because uh, guess what? What would have happened? Oh, he lost his smile again. Didn't want to do the gerb. <laughs> you know. So I think it's like, a test I got something like, for you anyway. I'm, on, I'm hurt and I'm gonna fucking like he took it upon himself like I'm hurt and fuck that I'm gonna I'm gonna do better now that I'm hurt you know like I'm gonna go above and beyond type shit. Mike, I want to come to you now. I know you're ready to say something, but I think it's gonna tie into it. You have another yeah. drop by the Undertaker to Michaels on the outside. Now that we know what we know now, was this a cringeworthy moment to you? And what does it say about Shawn Michaels? It, it was, and not not even just that move. There was everything. From this match on, like from that move on, he don't sell the back injury at all. Like, I mean, he'll do a little bit. Like usually, you know, somebody gets hurt in their knee every every couple minutes, so grab their knee. He don't touch his back at all about this match for it, really. Right. So, and for him to have like a big time injury that put him out for four years, that says something about Sean Michaels. I agree. Michaels in the casket, then jumps out quick. Undertaker working methodically, as always. Not a very good top walk, rope walk by the Undertaker, but we'll give him a pass here because he gets looked better. Like he was about it. to slip when he jumped. Yeah, it was awkward. That would have been bad because it looked like he was going to slip out, you know, like outside yeah. the ring. Agreed. Michaels out of the ring again. Uh, Buy some time. Michaels off the top rope. Uh, Undertaker turns it into a slam. Devin, was this a good spot to you here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a spot that we say uh, see still today in wrestling. You reverse 
the guy's move, put him in a power slam. It just it was just so well done. Adam, does Taker know Michaels is hurt? Say it again. Does Taker know Michaels is hurt? Does Michaels know Michaels is hurt? I don't think. I mean, he probably feels like a little, you know, like a, if you hit something, like you bump into it, you're like, oh, man, that sucks. But then you're trying to keep everything, you know, because they got some of the stuff worked out. So they got to make sure that they're in the right spots, you know, right moments, keeping up with the time, time cues. So he probably forgot about it. Um, so, I mean, other than Undertaker, maybe saw Sean hit it. But if he didn't see Sean hit it, he probably didn't know because I don't, I don't know Sean being a complainer in the in the in the ring. He's gotta, go ahead. I'm sorry. He's got to be on for Taker too. Like Taker, you know, like they do moves. They wrestled each other before, so they do moves a certain way. So if Sean's like loafing or whatever, he's not loafing, but you know what I mean. Like, well, if he tells Undertaker, "Hey man, I'm hurt. hurt," it might put Undertaker in a whole different mindset. Yeah. So, and he's got to commit to everything 100%. Like, if he's going to jump and do something, he's got to do it like he regularly would, not as if he were injured, because Taker's going to, you know, expect it the normal way, not like, you know, brace for the uh, handicap, I guess you could say. I, I think if Sean was really hurt, he would have stayed down. He's not one of them to complain. If he didn't really got hurt bad enough, he would have stayed down. He wouldn't want to take at risk or nothing. Zola, did you watch this live? No, I, I didn't. At this time, I was 13. Um, I was a WCW guy. Gotcha. So my, my mom did not let me watch WWE. Just was curious because um, you just want, I just want to know what you thought the first time you saw it, if you actually knew that something happened, but you probably saw it after you already knew. Yeah, and, and it is kind of like what everyone else is saying. It's like you you go back and you watch for that moment, and whenever you see it, it's like, man, it really didn't look like he – connected like in a way that you would think would put him out for four years but knowing what we know now afterwards and especially some of the bumps that he takes in this match it's like mm, I, I sat there and i winced mm -hmm. i winced cringeworthy for sure michael's back in the casket can't close it michael's with the powder into the eyes of undertaker Devin, why the big no sell here by taker <laughs> I Honestly, don't know. He swung like one time, missed Shawn Michaels, then swung another time, drilled him in the head. So it's almost like a wasted spot to me, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think Shawn really got him much with the powder because yeah, yeah. if you'll notice, yeah, he did those, those, those. throw it a second time because yeah. he knows well, that'd be a great it. answer if that's, but I don't know if that was meant to be. But well, well I, I mean, Undertaker was brought up. Look, if, if you don't punch me, I'm not going to sell it. So if you didn't throw that in my eyes, I'm not going to sell it. That's just how they're brought up. True. Taker's not going to be you, He didn't feel like he got him. All right. James, but why is the crowd so quiet here? I honestly, uh, this is one thing, and this is totally bullshit, but I'm going to say it. Did see a lot of Stone Cold signs in the crowd? So even during this match, so maybe they were pumped about that Stone Cold win. I'm not sure. But also like a, a casket match is kind of a, you can do whatever moves you want to, but you know, you can't like do a badass move and then just like fall on the dude. One, two, three. You have to point to Hebner and fucking get, you know, open it, open it. They're like, slowly roll them in. So I knew there was going to be a lot of false casket finishes, if you get what I'm saying. So I kind of right. think it was one of those like, oh, you know they're going to come back. Oh, you know they're going to come back. Because every time they went to the casket, I thought the same thing. Well, this isn't the finish, you know. Undertaker going for the choke slam. Michael uses the ropes as a tag team partner, rakes the eyes, and moonsaults onto the Undertaker. Mike, we see the moonsault all the time now. Do you think it was more special in 98? I think a lot of moves are more special in 98. So, yeah. 
both both that on top clean too that was a clean moon it was yeah, great there's a perfect one both on um on top outside again michael's using the ring steps on the outside Devin jr is very vocal in this match how much does he add to the uh match for you jr like james said earlier jr and king they're the greatest duo of all time on in uh, wrestling commentary so jr. i think jr adds a lot uh with all his little things, the way that Shawn Michaels goes into a move or the way Taker was getting hit by the stairs or even their background in certain aspects. JR's just the GOAT. Right. Go JR's always been great, but it seemed like he, in like 96, 97, 98, it was like he was just on another level. He was on a completely different level. James, what was that? more passion was into it. I don't know what it is. It was like he was more passionate than a couple of years. So my... Uh... Hear me out on this because it's kind of a psychological thing. So Jerry's kind of the comedic, you know, whatever. And JR's like the serious and emotion guy. So like they balance each other really good to where Jerry will kind of try to do that comedic foil stuff and JR just overloads on the emotion. So do you think that JR's emotion like breaks through more than it would normally because you know JR's trying to do or uh, King is trying to do kind of funny stuff? And in your head, when you listen to that, like, man, shut up. This dude's, like, killing it. Like, this guy's really digging it, and you're just, you know, which is kind of the heel commentary type thing. But do you think that, like, with JR getting so amped up and then Jerry the King cracking these jokes, bringing it down, which makes JR amp it up again, like, you know, like, it bring. I think it makes it better, honestly, to because you so, – it emphasizes it more, I guess, is what I'm getting. JR stuff is real emphasized because you're like, man, this funny dude, man, fuck him. Like, this is a badass match, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like – you feel that emotion with the help of them too. You can kind so of tell when they are. You can yeah, tell when they are like something or not. You can tell. Yeah. And what you're saying too is it would not have been the same without Jerry DeKean there either. No. Yeah. They work off like, each other very well. They, it would, they, it would they have been just work. over the top JR and it would have been like, okay, he's just going right. to sell everything. Like, you know. So, I mean, just those two together, there will never be a commentary team ever again like that. No. Specifically about Jim Ross, though, this was also after his first attack of cerebral palsy. So I feel like yeah. he's also trying to put in that passion, yeah, trying to, to show that man, like, he deserves this him. spot. Like, he is the man for the job. So yeah. I think he's on top of his game, Brad. I, I feel like he's having more fun, yeah. too. He was more into everything. He's more present for everything. So, yeah. I... Again, I never know what's going to get you guys going. That's right. <laughs> Emotional, man. So a, a variation of a pile driver onto the steps from Michaels to Undertaker was absolutely incredible. Triple H uses the crutch on Taker. Shout out, Rebel. Adam, yeah. we also hear that you work differently as a heel. You work differently as a babyface. But Taker works as Taker. How hard is it to stay in character and do the moves like that? Well, it's all about the pacing. Because when you're on one side of the match compared to the other, because, you know, most of the time the heel runs the match. And then you kind of, the baby face kind of plays off what the heel does. So your time has got to be a little different. Um, you know, the, the heel, if you're watching most of these matches, the heels maybe 75% compared to 75% yeah. over. They're, yeah, they're on top of the match more than the baby face. Sure. So... Yeah, just the whole thing is how time and do. I mean, it's hard to explain it without being in there, you know, without you actually being in there and, and feel it. But it just feels like as the heel, they're they're the guy running the show. So you have to kind of play off them compared to if you're the babyface, 
You know, all you got to do is get the crowd behind you and let the heel do his stuff, and you play off him. But if you're the heel, you kind of got to take charge and run the match yourself. There we go. Devin, which action figure are you massaging there, and why are you doing it now? <laughs> uh, I just realized that you can't see Becky Lynch at all in the thing, so I was putting her this in the This is the most front. random thing that's happened tonight. Most, and there's, <laughs> and there's been some random. There's been I'm some still waiting on a random match, Nitro Pepsi. Chair from Michaels. Not tonight. Chair from Michaels to Taker. Two-on-one assault. Michaels has taken over. Uh, Joel, would, wouldn't The Undertaker always be a favorite in a match like this? Mm, I think whenever you look at in a, in a case like this, though, um, they they balance each other out so well. The the, yeah. the story, the physicality, I think that's what makes them one of the greatest rivals of all time, let alone a match inside of a little-known event called Royal Rumble still maybe going on today. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we try to pick ones that people haven't seen. Right. But, uh, I mean, and I think that's what makes the story of the match – the build up to it even more uh more entertaining. Well, so even get... even Undertaker though. The fact that Undertaker just didn't like Shawn Michaels out of the ring, but he was professional enough to say, look, he's one of the best. I don't like the guy, but I want to go make magic in the ring. True. Because that's who he is. So I mean even you add that factor. You know, I like this guy, but in the ring, all that's aside, let's go do our thing. Swing it was all business, and Sean at that time was the rebel punk ass bitch, you know. So in the ring, you know how hard it's got to be to set that aside. You don't like this person, so you got to set all that aside for the greater good. That that can't be easy. Swing and neckbreaker by Michaels, sleeper by Michaels to take her. Mike, did you think by any chance that they were actually going to put him to sleep here? Do they ever? No. Marty <laughs> <laughs> Popper did. Zol, are you a fan of the sleeper move? Oh, yes. As long as it's used, uh, and again, going back to what Scott Hall said, you know, slow it down, let them, let them put you over, let them on the commentary, put you over. I, I that, did Michael. like, I did like back then when they used to do the whole dropped arm thing. Yeah. We knew, yeah, we knew they were going to like stop their arm at three, oh, yeah. but I used to Yeah. Devin, <laughs> Devin, what the Always fuck is the Spanish? Now. What the fuck is the Spanish announce table still doing intact? <laughs> uh, I honestly, I, I don't know. I'm surprised it still is by the end of the pay per view. Right? Must have only had one that night. Suplex out of the <laughs> sleeper by Taker Michaels. Adam, how important are the rest spots here, though? At all? Like we were just talking about the, the sleeper holds. Are the rest spots really important in a match to you? Especially in a gimmick match, it is. Because it, you got to give the crowd time to process everything. I mean, Sean, Sean does a little bit of flying elbow drops and stuff like that back then. Oh, speaking of that, is there any better anybody who does it better, Devin? Nope. Because that's Sean the Michaels, move. the greatest elbow drop of all time. So that was actually my next. That guy who does the, the arm thing, like I cannot believe Adam, you knew what I was going to say next. That is just incredible. I said flying elbow the off the top rope by Michaels. Perfect. Warming up the band. And when JR, when JR goes like, the showstopper, like he, he times it with his hang time oh, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great with Man, it. Man, it's awesome. Delivers sweet chin music to Taker. James, the Rumble did not go on last in this Royal Rumble. Why do, you think that. That, why do you think that is? And do you think it was the right move? I This may have been one of those title goes on last type of decisions. I honestly uh, think that was kind of how they, you know, and that could have been, well, God, 
you know, the title goes on last, man. So, you know, Stone Cold's just competing for a chance at the title. You know, I would assume it's a title goes on last type thing. But it now, also could be the reason they retired at times, too. Well, what do you mean, tired? Well, I mean, the crowd. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. once you once they saw the elevation of Stone Cold, because, mind you, he's still on a climb right now, you know, and he's, like, yeah. crescendoing heavy around this time. So, like I said, they still had they still had the Stone Cold signs in the crowd afterward. And, yeah, I think they're just uh, one of those – they got led up so good that it kind of took them, you know. And it's an hour match. <laughs> the, that the is rumble. also true. You know, it's it's I, – I just can't. I can't agree for the. But I mean, it's also the positioning on a position on purpose. Sometimes I think too. What do you think too? Watch the Royal Rumble match. What? Did you watch it? The Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, the, like as it just doesn't like this week. No. I don't. I don't. Devin, I know Devin did. I didn't watch the, the whole match, but I skimmed. Really, Devin? Watch. You didn't watch it? No, I didn't uh, watch it. I said Devin. Devin. Uh, I knew Austin won. I just skipped it. <laughs> I wanted to see Stone Cold's entrance. And then I, uh, they put over rock a lot, and then I wanted to see the ending of it, you know, because I, you know, because this is when I was like, my height was reaching pretty heavy for Stone Cold around this time. Like, he's been put down by his boss. His boss is an asshole. And you got this punk bitch motherfucker, you know, having the title. Like, oh yeah, I was in it. I was in this storyline big time, dude. WrestleMania 14, first pay per view I ever got to watch, and it was like a present. My dad was like, hey, uh, my stepmom at that time. Her sister was married to a guy, and they were wrestling fans. So they got it, and uh, my mom was like, hey, you know, you can watch it. I know this is a WrestleMania 14 story, but, like, this is, you know, big shit. Like, we were hooked on that Stone Cold storyline. That's the only WrestleMania we ever bought was 14. So Michaels pushes Taker into the casket. Michaels with the crotch shot. Taker throws Michaels into the ring by the crotch. Mike, Mm. the facials and selling by Michaels are, I mean, how good are they here, or is it too much? They're amazing. They're just some Michael's a great seller. Sometimes he oversells, but that's he brings it all in when he comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Hey, you're gonna do the chopping and hey, the and the tech is gonna grab your junk. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's gonna snap a banana. I get doing the spot, but it sucks to be like in Undertaker's shoes, like, all right, then he's gonna, you know, straddle the coffin and crotch chop. And then you reach up and grab his junk. It was like, do I, like, do I have to? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you think Sonny showed Undertaker how to do that in the back? Oh, boy. <laughs> how many times well, they rehearsed that? <laughs> I'm surprised that we haven't had that image, though, a uh, gift. We don't see right. it as <laughs> at all. It's like, it would be, yeah, that is a good one. Like the crotch chop and then yeah. just like, bam. <laughs> now look, Undertaker, you've got to grab Sean just like this. You got to grab <laughs> Take her with the comeback. Big back body drop by Taker. Devin, have you forgotten that Michaels is hurt at this point? Yeah. I mean, I mean even knowing now, even knowing now and watching it back. I don't think he was yeah. ever hurt. I think it was a I think it's a big rib. I think I don't think he ever got uh, he lost his smile again. Michaels Devin is, is flying all the all around the ring, and then this back body <laughs> drop might be the highest back body drop in the history of back body drops. So, you really can't tell that he's hurt and at this point. That turnbuckle shit, man, that has to hurt. Into the corner, then clothesline by Taker. Big boot by Taker. Michael, Michaels avoids contact. Taker into the coffin casket. So, I wanted to ask you, there's a lot of repetitive, um, there's a move set. And uh, John Cena, and I have to ask a lot of people on this show this, but I always like to ask the guests. 
he has a repetitive move set, but he isn't the first one to do it. How important do you think it is for a wrestler to have a repetitive move set that he does every match? I think, and this is where the build comes in, is how well is that performer connecting with the audience? I can do the five moves of doom, and I can sit here and like, I like doing it. I like doing it. But if it's not getting over with the crowd, then forget it. it, it it's a waste. So as long as the, those moves that moveset is getting a reaction one way or another, as long as you're getting a reaction, um, I think it, it can be a very, very critical part of developing a character. But if you'll right. notice 80% of those moves, those, those five or six moves they got, 80% of those guys are all baby faces. You don't and see his heels. But here's the funny thing about someone like Ric Flair. He did it, but he did it the opposite way where he had it. They turned it on him, like getting to the top of the ropes. He didn't ever come off the top of the ropes. He got thrown off the top of the rope. What do you go up there for? You get thrown then, off. Uh, yeah. Then the and face the, uh, first. The face the first. The thing was him. The flare bump. Yeah. 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 Like stuff like that. His moves of doom were actually selling. Because he was the heel. <laughs> he, yeah. It's, it's, good it's job, incredible. That, that, that is good the, shit. The baby face always had the five knuckle shuffle. The All right, Adam. Let's keep drop. going here. Yeah. Let's keep drop. going here. Slam. Let's talk about Michaels, Adam. I saw about Michaels doing that freaking elbow drop into the casket on Undertaker. Is anybody was anybody that good in the nineties that execute something like that? Oh hell no! <laughs> that looked like it sucked. Yeah, but he but it was perfect. He did it perfect. He might have been an asshole, but man, you cannot take away from him his execution. Can you think if anybody Undertaker would have trusted to let them do no, that to him? No, and that includes Stone Cold Steve Austin. That and back to what uh, you know was Zola like they hated each other at this time. But they had that, that much respect, that much trust. Add some background to that. It's a three-foot casket. Yeah. It's like three foot wide. Undertaker is laying six down ten. in it. He's Shawn Michaels has two. eight inches to jump in that casket. It's just... It, I think it is... We take it for granted. You know, if we anybody's going to be able to do it, this motherfucker, he'll be the one That's, to do it. Like, he's good enough. If we're talking about one of Shawn Michaels' spots... And let's not forget he broke his back earlier in the match yeah. let's not forget that part of this okay he, he really three. did break his back where he couldn't wrestle for four freaking years after he the, the wrestlemania have Michael, we passed the spot where they're both in the casket michael's trying to get out undertaker pushes him back in monstrous chokeslam by taker take carrying michaels into the casket tombstone by michaels in the casket or tombstone to michaels in the casket now here come the reinforcements in the ring now. You missed the best Tommy. part. Go ahead, asshole. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not Mr. Perfect. I'm not, I'm not Henning. That, <laughs> so when, oh. when it's, I'm taking Sean and the casket together and you see Sean trying to sneak out and he's trying to crawl hey, yeah. that camera angle to Sean and his facial expression. Oh shit, I'm done. He's got me. Just those little, yeah, just those little facials, just that little right. extra. Just makes the match so much down better. That uh oh, he got me. Oh shit, I'm done. So James, we got six men now. Six men, six on one man attack in the Royal Rumble in a casket match. Match on Taker. Does this Again. remind you of another match? Again. Oh yeah, of course. That's the first thing I thought too, because I was like, well, here we go. And uh, it smelled of uh, you know, it reeked of shit. That's all I'm gonna. It say. was just so good. Like but it, was, it reeked of a schmoz finish. Like, once you see that, you know, okay. Like, in the crowd, you're like, all right. I can like, see this right now. What is, is DX going to 
do the NWO and gain seven members right now. I can see Vince right now be like, hey, let's get eight guys out there and knock Undertaker down and put them in the casket. Mm-hmm. Hey, boss, we did that two years ago. Oh, give a shit. Let's do it, it again. Back then. They don't remember that shit. Do it again. But then the lights go out. Shit, the lights go out. And Kane's music hits. Mike, was this a chills moment? But yeah, because it's Kane. Triple H in China just let Kane walk by them. I mean, Did you it, notice, though, like, like, we're the, lights is hurt. the lights go out, and then you hear on commentary, like, oh, it's Kane, it's Kane, it's Kane. But then, like, nothing had been, I mean, I know they played the music, but nothing had been, like, done. So it's I kind of wish Alistair they would have waited until know. Kane would have walked out. Like, I know the music played, but, like, because I don't know why Kane was in the Royal Rumble. But once Keep he walks going. in, like, oh, that's Kane. Oh, my God, that's got to be Kane. Yeah. All right. Kane cleaning house. Sean out of the casket. Kane turns on The Undertaker. Devin, I know we've seen it. But watching it back, did it seem overly obvious to you? Uh, Not at first. I yeah, mean, it did to me. Kane's cleaning house. He's taking out everyone except Road Dog, who had the smarts to run out of there before <laughs> Kane even hit him. But Do you know why Kane turned? Because we're building WrestleMania season, no, baby. He got mad because his pyro didn't go off when he was in the middle of the ring and dropped his arm. Oh, yeah. Pyro didn't it's go the, off. It's that the pissed him off line. enough to go beat the hell out of him. And if you watch, he has your arm back for like five seconds before he even hits him. He's like. I mean, if, if Kane would have got the fire from the post, he never would have turned on Undertaker that night. Oh, if someone's going to kick my brother's go ass. Go ahead, Devin. If someone's going to kick my brother's ass, it's got to be me. That's yeah, right. but what if you show up to the ring and you get fire from the post, like you always have, but that one night you don't get the pyro. He's never <laughs> at it at this Devin's point. Devin's family rolls out there like the fucking Partridge family. There's so fucking many of them. I mean, if somebody's kicking his brother's ass, they're getting jumped. My signature thing is fire from the post. I don't get it. I'm kicking somebody's ass. Devin's mom, what you know, Devin's mom had the NWO membership. She was like, Set, don't you have six like brothers? I'm the oldest <laughs> to eight. Yep, that's oh, re- or seven. That is, yeah, you're getting one like big. A- you went, you pissed one of them off, <laughs> you know. Kane throws Taker into the casket. Michaels wins. Crowd goes mild because I didn't think it got a big pop. Paul Bear and Kane locking the casket and leaving with it. Adam, at this moment, before the rest happens here, what did you think of this moment? Well, it was different because anytime we seen a casket match, we don't see a seven foot two big guy, you know, putting nails and everything and locking it. So, and it's cool to see this when you're younger. You're like, holy shit, because you're really thinking I what wasn't you're seeing enough. is what's going on. I wasn't young enough, I don't think, because we have Kane hitting the casket with an axe at this point. Hey, you say the crowd after he nailed because... the, the door shut. He nailed the door shut, then hitting it with the axe. The crowd goes mild and Sean, because you. Oh, cool, Sean won. What's going on here? Like that's why the crowd went mild. They Maybe. they weren't able to, right. to did Sean win? win because they automatically wanted to know what's going on next. Sean wins. The bell never it, rang. It kills the pop. You know what I mean? Like you don't give a shit that Sean won. You know he he's a secondary thought now. He walks to the the locker room. Devin's no worked up. Shit. We're Devin's watching worked what's up, James. Going well, on after you get six ring. or seven jobbers go out there to help. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. You call them. you call Road Dog a jobber one more time. We're gonna have we're gonna have a problem. T- TPG, pal. My man, and I'm gonna tell him. Jabroni. The problems, by the way, the problems. By the way, the problems with him. 
He's a jabroni. All right, so this thing drags on, but what's the objective here? Oh, yeah, gasoline. Sets the casket and Undertaker on fire. The Undertaker dies, and we never see him again. Nope. Uh, well, it's it's funny gasoline. how, like, the title doesn't ne mean shit. Never see again? You, see you, Sean. Never again. We're we never set up a again. secondary story. Never? So that's Vince had that respect for Taker. Like, Sean, champion, fuck out of here. Hey, Taker, we're going to set up your story. Like, that's going to close this uh, pay-per-view. We've seen Undertaker one more time after that, I do believe. Is it the Hall anyway, of Fame? The Hall of Fame. match. Great time. Um, we had no I still don't believe there's gasoline, though, because gasoline kind of goes... Listen, that went. It was a, a great-looking spot, for sure. And it, it was pretty believable if you were a kid. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's a casket. Oh, yeah, you, dude. Saw him put, you saw him put in there. You and saw him in there. Because Taker's a face, and you see, yeah. like, Paul Bear, who turned on Taker, and his brother back to get him. It was like, ah, you know? They have that visual, like, that back shot, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. If Kane would have got Pyro when he come out and did this, he probably wouldn't have even put the casket on fire. Kane wanted fire. He didn't get it, so he set the casket on fire. If you remember, I mean, I know this is off topic, but they didn't they didn't fight. They didn't fight. They didn't fight. And then Kane just, like, fucking slaps the Undertaker or something like that. And then that's when it's like, oh, we're fighting now, WrestleMania. I'm gravely disappointed right now. We have gone through talking about this match. And we've done this all night with impression of impression of impression. And yet no Paul Bearer? No Paul Bearer impressions? Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. No <laughs> one can do it. Oh, as coach you killed your brother. I fucked your mom. <laughs> and I didn't use protection. Bruce Pritchard claims he's creative genius because of Oh, that yeah. damn brother love told me to do it. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to you, James. Great match, guys. Thanks for having a good time with me. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, hey, uh, you know, what better way to uh, keep the fire burning, as they say, with uh, the best segment in wrestling podcast going today and yesterday and probably for the extended future. It is Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam, take it away. I had the wrong notebook, my bad. Look. Are you going to read your own nice sitting back to you? Hey, go January? ahead and turn it to the page, you know. Not like you should. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'll make sure I'm doing a repeats. All right. No New Year's theme or whatever. You know, no resolution themes. I don't believe in resolutions. I say them. I never stand by them. So I, I don't want to do nothing like that. So he's just random, random, regular ass dad jokes. Well, we're, we appreciate that uh, intro. <laughs> anything to do to help. Anything to do. <laughs> so let me talk to you. So do not touch. That's got to be a pretty unsettling thing to read in Braille. Get it? Do not touch. Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Get it? <laughs> Why are you laughing? But it's Braille. Mm. <laughs> that is nothing amazing. Like, nothing like over-explaining the rules. Oh, man. I, I don't know how much beer y'all done drank. It's so <laughs> nice. I want to hear the same song twice. 
So did you know that you are an extra in the background of somebody else's life? Something yeah, about sunshine light of everybody's life. Was that the joke? No, I mean something to think about. You know, I'm an extra <laughs> in Mike's life. I'm an extra right, in Mike's life. What, 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 what are we doing life? here, Adam? I, I was trying to figure out where, where this was headed. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, I'll have to throw some truth in there. I mean, he ain't got to be off, you know. Exactly. He's a serious guy, too. I'm not always funny. Adam, you're top five in my life. I'll always give you top five. five. Okay. Always with the five. I'll give you five. Hey, oh. So, you know, I stayed up all night last night trying to figure out where the sun was. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. Oh, God. Waka, waka, Damn, waka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. You know what's interesting? <laughs> you know, um, women that get pregnant with twin boys have more balls than any other guys in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Never dawned on me. Call <laughs> <laughs> <Just fall> back. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. Uh, Thirty-eight <laughs> seconds ago. So, so you know that the sign, you know, when you're going down the road and you see that sign, don't text and drive. You know that that sign is missing the majority of the target demographic. <laughs> I, I don't understand it because they're probably texting and driving the whole time. They don't even see it. Boom. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. So, all right, one more. All right. Why are toilets so good at poker? Because they that? always get a flush. <laughs> ah, I like that one. I like that one. Waka waka. Oh, great. Boy. I didn't mean to throw some truth in there. I'm my bad. Yeah, that was I'll, weird. I'm more talent out. That's... <laughs> Who gave you that one? Not you. That Your mom. Oh, oh <laughs> me and her are about to have a conversation right now. Boom, roasted. As long as I get that five from you. Jokes. As long as I can get that five from you, we're good. That's it. I got four. Let's get you. Oh, sorry. Right? Oh, do my NASA joke. Damn it. Do it. Oh, well, I mean, if you insist. I mean, you know, if you insist. Please. How does, how does NASA organize their parties? How? They, they plan it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and that joke is out of this world. <laughs> oh. I knocked that one clear out of the galaxy, buddy. Right, and uh, hey, I think that's the best way to end Waka 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 with a joke that is so far out of this world. I think it sent us all back home, right? Boom, that's right. And what, yeah, way... oh, god damn it, he is back on this episode, isn't he? All right, well, uh, no, I'm kidding, Devin. Welcome oh, back. Welcome You're skipping back. something. Welcome Thanks back. for having me back, James. But I'm actually going to swing it over to Brad. Yeah, it's FMK time. We oh, shit, that's swinging. right. Sorry, I just wanted to get him out. <laughs> oh. So, what yeah. better way to start New Year's than with a bang, right? <laughs> that's how I plan on doing my New Year's. Right? So, Shout we have to... a special New Year's Eve edition of FMK from the Ooh. movie New Year's Eve, which I'm sure none of you have seen, including me. However, 7% Rotten Tomatoes, but 97% of your heart, because there's plenty of people in it that we can we can uh, add to this. So the girls, the ladies, let's start there. These are women in the movie. You do not have to worry about their character, because I know none of you have seen it, except 
Zoll. So the women in the movie are Jessica Biel, Halle Berry, and Sophia Vergara. Now, for those of you who don't know who that is, Vergara. Vergara. What's what's the name of the movie? Hey, what's the name of the movie? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Why are you yelling at me? Because you weren't answering. So, Sophia Vergara. That she is from, um, if you guys don't know, Modern Family. Damn right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she right? She is uh, in a ton of stuff too. Bow. And Halle Berry. We all know Halle Berry. Now listen, best version. Best version doesn't have to be the age of now. So this is that's impossible. Yes, it is. Oh, it's not easy. Halle Berry always is the best version. Zol, let's start with our guest. Sorry, Devin. Screw you, uh, Zol. <laughs> What do we got, pal? I know you've been well, waiting for this for 35 weeks. I have. I have. Um, <laughs> let's just get it right out of the way. Sophia Vergara, definitely marrying her. Nice. Oh, man. Um, I, I guess, I, sorry, Jessica Biel. Um, one of my ex, ex girlfriends that did me dirty, she was a Jessica, so you got to go. <laughs> and um, Halle Mary and I, we're, we're going to have some fun. All right. Great answer, Zoll. Devin, have you done Googled? Oh, I'm ready. All right, what so, do you got, Kyle? I'm going to start with Holly Berry. Ever Holly! Since... Yeah, Holly! Holly! What? I said Holly. You said Holly. Holly! It's Holly. All right, Holly Berry. Documentary. Jeez. Ever since I was in high school and seen the movie Monsters Ball, Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I've been a big fan of Holly Berry. So, Holly Berry, I'm marrying her. She's uh she's one of a kind. Then uh I'm gonna go with uh Jessica Beale. She's my number two. I uh I thought of this earlier. It's a fun play on words. I wanna feel Jessica Beale. You brought this up today as I'm mentioning Jessica Beale now. I thought of this just as you why said. Why would you names. know that I'm gonna have anything? Why would you even think of this? When you said the names. Oh, you mean like earlier as in Three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did somebody say three minutes? Uh, so Jessica Beal, she's a, I'm fucking Jessica Beal. And then unfortunately by process of elimination, Ooh. I guess I don't have to, uh, or I guess I'm not doing anything with uh, Sophia Vergara. So I'm wow. going to kill her. Wow. Plenty more for me. Mike, what do you good. got, pal? Good. I am Marion Sophia Vergara, whatever her name is. Oh, you're right. You're right on the money. Right. She does not age. No. At all. It's been 20 years and she looks the same. So in 20 years from now, yeah, she's going to look the same. So Marion here, um, Jessica Biel, I'm fucking her because, damn, she's hot. And Halleberry, sorry, got to be out. Sorry. You got I, I like that a very, like, Listen, yeah, Amy's not here. Cool. You don't get to have sex with all of them, then kill them, <laughs> then marry them. No, but there you go. You don't get to break every rule known to man. You're, there is, it is a game that has rules that aren't mine. Hey, oh. <laughs> Hasbro didn't publish them. Man, but, that got me. Go. I, I still love that line. Oh, you think Hasbro put these rules out, Brad? Yeah. Awesome. Sunshine, Sunshine and Precious can kiss my ass, okay? All right, Adam. Well. First, I'm killing you for making me do this. Because how can you pick out of these three? That's right. the game. 
Say Halle Berry is 56. No, 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 no. Best version. Her version now. It doesn't Thank matter. You. It's Halle Berry. Well, then what was the point of making her age for? Because you said um, Sophia's 50. I just wanted to say she's still 50. Like, she's 50 now. It looks exactly the same as she did 20 years ago. What is Halle Berry? I don't know about that. I haven't seen David that Justice is a dumbass for letting her go. Shout out. Mm. She's in 1993 Atlanta Braves for you. Uh, shit, man, come on. 2003 uh, Oakland A's for you. <sighs> and you think Jessica Beale in that movie with Adam Sandler and, and uh, what is it? Now I pronounce you Chuck and Larry? Well, she's a lawyer and you see her ass. I mean, God, man. What about what about the nutty professor? I'm not, I, I, I mean, you didn't say Eddie Murphy, so I didn't think of him. So I thought we we're doing the women. All right, go. I can see you doing something like the clumps. Pick which one of the clumps you want to F Mary Gill. <laughs> I can see you doing that shit. That's in the new year. Damn, Brian. Oh, I'd marry Hallie because it's, it's freaking Hallie Berry, ma'am. Uh, the F Sophia Vergara because that way she can speak in Spanish whenever uh, the neighbors can hear my name in Spanish. Always a great reason. Uh, damn it. And even Scottish? I don't even <laughs> want to say it. I don't even know what to say. I don't even want to say it. That's way better. That's like single digit reference right I there. I just thought of it. <laughs> You I mean, I'm better, I'm better looking than Ed O'Neill. I mean, there ain't no way Ed O'Neill's giving it to a ride on the modern family. There's no way. No, he's not. I thought I could do it better than that. I mean, he Viagra's up, Blue chews it up, but yeah, he's not. He's not. He's no Adam from Bama. I mean, Peg Bundy. I mean, yeah, come on now. He couldn't satisfy her to save his life. He didn't want to. True. But she was, was saying like a football. He could have. You know, he had four, four touchdowns, touchdowns in one game. Four touchdowns. Full Kai. I've always wanted a no ma'am shirt. The, you know, off topic, but I've always wanted one of those. They're so good. No ma'am. What a great fucking show. <laughs> Could you imagine that show now? Yeah, like, not, not on here. Yeah, yeah, I can. Not like they're showing reruns anymore. Right. <laughs> anyway, didn't you already pick, Adam? You already picked two. Yeah, I had to kill just a deal. Yeah, I thought so. Because you're an asshole for that. Ooh. Sorry. All right, James. Well, I'm marrying Sophia because, you know, that accent and the, the fact that she's, like, hot, probably going to stay hot. I mean, you know, I'm definitely marrying her. I'm fucking Halle Berry because that's been one of my crushes for a long time. And uh, I guess it's – sorry, Jessica. I'll fuck her, too, and then kill her. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I do like her in one particular movie. It was Summer Catch. Remember that one with uh, yes. Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, WWE Zone, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Rivals. X. X. Uh, something about her ass and uh, now passing Chuck and Larry. Oh, he's on Rivals. <laughs> he's still involved somehow. Oh well, yeah. Rivals, huh? He so starts his own promotion too. Yeah. So anyway, I'm killed. But that being said, of the three, I'm going to kill her. And uh, and you know, I'm a Jessica fan in general. I like Jessica Alba, Jessica Biel, Jessica Simpson. All very good. <laughs> but I'm um, going to marry Sophia Vergara because I uh, think she is curvy, hot, smoking hot, and everything I look for in a woman. And I'm going to fuck Halle Berry because uh, she ain't, she's a close second. So those are my answers. Heard that. That's good. Yeah. So let's go with the gentlemen that are in this movie. There we go. Now, remember, best version. So don't look at this old man the way you do now. John Bon Jovi. Well, Ooh, we're halfway there. Ashton Kutcher. 
Oh, is it Delta Jake? Kai? Hey, he's a Delta Kai. Shout out. And Jake Dumal. Do you know who he is? Oh, you got to have to Google him. Yeah. So, I mean, Zol knows, so we're going to start with him. Zol, you're up. Man. Um, D-U-H-A-M-E-L. Yeah, he's uh, Fergie's, Fergie's uh, husband. Fergie's husband. Yep. Um, he's so, hot. He's hot for sure. No, that's what, so I'm going to marry Josh Jamel because he's got a great smile and I'm a sucker <laughs> for smiles. Um, and then I'm killing Bon Jovi because I, I want the that money. You just shot him money. right through the heart. Shot him yeah. right through the heart. <laughs> and you're to blame. Yeah. You gave love a bad name, Zol. Yes, I do. We just did that. Um, did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Demel, Bon Jovi. Oh, uh, Kutcher. Hey, Kutcher, Kutcher would be a good uh, hookup. He'd yeah. Be, he'd Except he'd you and say you were good. You know. That's true. <laughs> I just I was saving all that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great answers, Devin. All right, so I'm starting out with who I'm marrying, and that's Ashton Kutcher. I love every movie he's in. He's freaking hilarious every name show the, he's name been your favorite in. movie what's your favorite movie uh my favorite movie is uh just married yeah fantastic him. fantastic great answer the only answer i love that movie <laughs> but so i'm marrying ashton kutcher and then uh i'm a i'm a fuck john bon jovi why not yeah, out of all the it. he's been, he's one of the greatest rock stars of all time why not I that loaded. <laughs> you, you know how many people he fucked, and you're gonna be fucking after he fucked them. You know how many people Ashton Kutcher fucked? Huh. Same. Yeah, he's There's a thing called guy. condoms. There you go. Well, then you're, what are we doing? And then uh, Josh Dumal, I'm gonna have to kill him. You just don't know him. Uh yeah, I'm not familiar enough with him. I uh, I, he looks like right. a handsome dude. He's been married to Fergie. Dating Tad something, you know. It was he was in Transformers. Yeah. yeah, he's a big big star of Transformers. He's in four of them. Yeah. Very good, Mike. Way to Google. You're up. I said it first. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't hear you. I'm trying to hear Nina. Well, just saying. Yeah. So killing uh Bon Jovi. Ooh, he's good cool for my blood. You know he owns uh, an arena football team. <laughs> I don't oh, give a well, you're living on a player if you want to kill him. Yeah, the Philly one. I, I knew it. Arena. It's already done, isn't it? There's you want my answer? You're gonna keep on fucking talking. Philly. <laughs> Tell him, Mike. It's my time. <laughs> All right, Cena, go. Time is now. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Josh and marry an Ashton. Very nice. Now you can speak. All right. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Text me later. All Hello. right, Adam. Can I speak, Mike? Is that okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Y'all can talk now. I'm done. Excuse me. What's up? This is a toughie. This is, this is a real toughie. Because Ashton Kutcher, and you know, you link him to Demi Moore, and you gotta think striptease. So, Bruce Willis. Die hard. Uh, he wishes he was in a Christmas movie. Anyway, so, um, Oh god. I probably married Josh the Mail because he's a handsome man and I'm a big Transformers fan. You're welcome, Mike. But um uh probably marry no I'd F Ashton Kutcher. That way I could have to be more. 
Mary Johnson Mail, and I forgot who the other one was. John Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, halfway yeah. He's on. He's done had too many skanky ring rats and yeah. ring rats. It's, it's, I feel it's Brett Michaels to be a whole way from ball game. He's not no ring rats, is it? Right, he's, had, anyway. he's had music rats, ring rats, and everything, everything in between. I'll give, you, I'll give you. I'll give you music rats. All right. Anyway, James. But if you change John Bon Jovi and Brett Michaels out, then it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put in Axl Rose in a minute. Then you're really going to be screwed up. Ah, nah. Brett Michaels over Axl Rose today. Well, 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 Mama Show. Hmm. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Love it. Uh, who was the Trammel or whatever? Who? What was that guy's name? Josh Demel. Transformers. Yeah, all the Transformer movies. Josh Demel and all the Transformers. Josh Demel. D U H A M E L. He's the only guy that's that's with um. G U. D U. Wait, this is great. D as in dog. U. Okay, yeah. What is it? H A M E L. Josh. He plays in Blackout also. Safe Haven. Right. Do Hamel. Do Hamel. Do Hamel. Oh. Enthralling. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 I mean, I knew you knew yeah. him. Sorry. That man. actually <laughs> happened. My bad. Tyler, did Tyler not send you the notes? Level, pal. Hang on, did Tyler not send you the notes, James? So anyway, bon Jovi, yeah. him, and who else? Ashton. Ashton Kutcher. Oh, married Ashton. He's a Delta Kai. Come on now. He said it six times. Joey, he forgot who it was. Fucking old pretty boy over here at Dumel. <laughs> who are you doing at Dumel? I'm fucking him, and you can say that that was justified. Very nice. There Very it nice. is. All right. So, anyway, I guess I'm up. Uh, did Tyler not see you in the notes, James? <laughs> Fire his ass. Anyway, hashtag fire Tyler. So I know I talked a lot of shit, but I'm still I'm still killing Bon Jovi. Uh, marrying Ashton Kutcher and fucking Josh Dumel. And Ashton Kutcher and uh he's just a man. I mean, <laughs> he's just a man. He's he's as funny as it comes. Freaking and nobody even said that 70s show on here, which is fantastic. I feel like we're being punked because of this stupid shit. Exactly, being punked. Just, just married. He's funny as hell. I'm sure he's a wrestling fan. Dude, where's my car? Fan. I mean, freaking arena football? You're dead. I'm out. That's that 90s it. show is coming soon. Not interested. Oh, man. Is that real? That, that 90s show? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. 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 I just do some dumb shit you heard from Sammy. You know that 80s like show that. didn't do shit either, so I don't know what we're talking about here. I thought Sammy said that on his log or something. You might have heard it. I, I, I mean, no, that that eighty show was nothing to do with that seventy show. That ninety show is going to take place at Red and Kitty's house, where their grandparents watching Eric and Donna's daughter. Uh, I watched the trailer. It's going to be on Netflix soon. Hey, speaking of um, that seventy show, ninety show, and all that, did you guys know that uh, Ashton Kutcher was a Delta Kai? Did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> James, I don't know what Thanks you're doing. That you're in the bathroom. What's the big deal about him being a Delta guy? <laughs> yeah, right? James, he flies Delta? I think there's a leak in the bathroom again. I think there's a leak in his pants. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and go to Devin for Devin's demographic. All right, so. Thanks for playing, guys. Thanks for playing, Zol. This is uh, this is my final Devin's demographic at 2022. Yay! Finally, get rid of this shit. <laughs> for hey, the year. sorry, sorry, sorry. What is this? You huh. skipping? We're just going Are to you demographic. skipping? Are you? I took control. Like I, I took did control. I didn't know what to do. Segment? I didn't huh? know what to do. Oh no! Well, uh, yeah. Sorry. 
Shout out to my neighbor, Brandon. Uh, but yeah, I popped no. premature, my man. Devin started uh, with his demographic there, James. Nice. This well, is just uh, what better way? Come on, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter. What better way to start the show or interrupt the show or do whatever the hell we're doing here? Uh, then Devin's demographic. So, Devin, take it away. <laughs> 2022 a year as a whole has been amazing it's been uh it's been pretty insane we've had like we touched on earlier probably the craziest year in pro wrestling history since like 2001 uh literally our entire world is just flipping around there's the day became friends we uh you know yeah wave snapchat and shit like that before this podcast even yeah, we were. Yeah, that was the start of 2022. Romantic. Right. Later, a few months later, in April, we started this show. I've made a crap ton of great friends along the way. You like five, our four million followers. You five, I've uh, I've become extremely close with. Zol, he was the final person I took a picture with that Top Guy weekend. Great to be last. Brad, thank you for doing everything. At Top Guy Weekend that weekend. Uh, honestly, just thank you to all five of you. Uh, thank you to everyone that's out there listening. That's uh, 2022 has just been a great year. Um, I, yeah, from everything. The start of Kickout Crew, half of our followers trying Nitro Pepsi, uh, uh, making a bunch of great friends. It's just been great. I, I'm, I look forward to next year and uh, all the episodes that we have next and everything that's yet to come. Awesome, Devin. And by the way, we bust a lot of balls here, but yes, we appreciate you and everything you do. We, we do have a lot of fun here, but yes. Thank you for being a part of this. We appreciate you as well, my man. And fuck Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and Tay Connie and the NWA. All right. <laughs> and Kevin Murdoch. Dang, that one, that one came out of left field. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't know why I even I, said I, actually, I don't even mean it. I don't even mean it. <laughs> I want to end my, uh, my Devin's demographic with a quote that... Uh, that Adam actually said earlier, you never know how strong you are until you have to be strong. I think that's a great quote to live by and uh, especially to push us into this 2023. Exactly. Amen, my brother. And that's the spirit of the new year. Love yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, I thought Woo! Dev was going to, you know. Back but, to yeah. you, James. Well, hey, appreciate that, uh, Devin. That was good stuff. Uh, I guess this is kind of a reflective on the year uh, type episode, but hey, at least we cover matches not many people have seen. <laughs> that, uh, but uh, you know, speaking of uh, oh, bringing the heat and uh, you know, the star of the show, like first show main event, second show main event, so might as well bring this main event. And uh, what better way to watch wrestling? Hang out with your friends, have a couple brews. Then some fucking uh, food. So what's better than Mike's Meat Minute? So, Mike, what you got for us this week? You are muted. You're muted, Mike. No, I got Mike. you. Thank you. I got, I got kids running around. All right. So <laughs> Real shit. I got something very, very <laughs> special. This is a New Year's tradition around me. So it's not just one recipe, but it's going to be a whole little meal. It's black-eyed peas. 
Take him. Brady gave me the blank. Hey, guys. You want the fresh one. The one's in the bag. What you want to do is soak them overnight. And then in the morning, you wake up, you put them in a slow cooker, cook them all day long. When you're ready for your dinner, you're going to take some of your stuff. You're distracting him, James. <laughs> he said it was New Year's, so we need some wild lake yeah, But he can't there. concentrate. <laughs> You're I fucking me. Wild lake side in the background, copyright free. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. Mike didn't like it. Uh, go ahead, Mike. No, we got your black guy. You, 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 you know he hasn't. You know he hasn't read this recipe yet, James. Come on. You make some cornbread and you fry you some pork chops and. However you want to fry your pork chops. Grill your pork chops, fry your pork chops. Do some kind of pork for your New Year's Day. And it's a Southern uh, tradition. You got your collard greens, black eyed peas, cornbread, and pork. That's Fantastic. it. That's all. I That's all every New Year's Because James fucked me up. I had a good thing going, and James fucked me up. Start you give us somebody some sauce. Mike, Mike, do you put sauerkraut on stuff? Sauerkraut? I love sauerkraut. Because I heard it's oh. kind of a roll, like pork and sauerkraut on New Year's, right? Yeah, I love sauerkraut. I do it on, I do it a few times a year, but I mean, it's yeah. not something I have every day. But I can do it here and there. So, anyway, so, Mike. So pork, a, pork is what you have to do, right? Yeah, pork and pork? sauerkraut. Oh, I definitely intend on giving some sausage to somebody New Year's. Isn't it black? Pork. You need to do black eyed peas and you need to do some power. kind of greens. Mike, so, like, but you, you can go ahead and keep talking, right? And then little little smokies and barbecue sauce, and then you get your little yeah. No smokies, that's pork. It's a pork, any kind of pork. It's it's supposed to give you good luck. The collard greens are supposed to give you uh, money, bring money to you that that yeah. year. All right. I'm I don't know what the black eyed peas do, but I like black eyed peas. So. Good luck. I think it's bad luck. It wards boom, off bad boom, luck or pow. something. Yeah, it takes off bad luck, something like that. But and something you know, we have every year, New Year's Day, January first. That's what we. Yeah, have. Guy. So, thank you, Mike. Merry Christmas, happening. If I could touch on your uh, Mike's meat minute last week, you talked about trying Jr's uh, sauce—not the sauce, but the powder mix on top of pizza rolls. Fantastic! You did it, right? Awesome! Yeah, I tried that. I'm telling you, that was my lunch today. Oh, I'm telling you, that shit's amazing. Man, gourmets in the kitchen, huh? All you got to do is show that shit in the microwave for a couple minutes, and you're good to go. Two recipes. You get it. <laughs> so, James, back to you. Dickheads. <laughs> or is it back to me? No, it's not yet. Well, yeah, I guess sorry for ruining that segment, Mike. Uh, you know, but hey, <laughs> New Year's food, we all know the tradition, and thanks, Mike, for, uh, you know, expanding on uh, what all of the mean and uh, everything, and the symbolicism of all of the uh, foods involved. So, of course, what better Mike's Meat Minute than one that relates to the new year because we're celebrating the new year. That being said, what are we doing next year? Hmm. I don't know. So, Brad, what are we doing next year? So, we're going to, uh, we are going to continue with our rival series, and Mike will talk about that uh, right after we're done here, uh, me and Adam. But we're, I wanted to just mention this. Uh, the Kickout crew has um, got involved with Fight Plus. So because of that, we are going to be watching some independent 
and some GCW uh, type matches. Uh, we're going to get outside of our comfort zone a little bit because we, we, we sometimes feel we're talking a little bit too much WWE and too much WCW. We try a little AEW, but it's not a lot of it on um, that we can stream. So it makes it a little more difficult. And TNA, we've, we've done a little bit of that as well, so we'll continue with that. But we want to we broaden our horizons. We want to learn with you. So, yes, that's what we're going to be doing. A little bit more of that in 2023, GCW matches um, and also independent matches. And we would love to hear your suggestions as well. Um, however, um, Adam will expand on this a little more with uh, some of the guests that may be coming. Uh, he, Adam, if you want to talk about maybe some independent wrestlers that may be coming. Uh, also, I spoke to someone that, honest to God, walked into my work yesterday. I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say this. We should uh, keep these as uh, spoilers. Maybe keep those uh, under the under the hat. You know, it is under the hat, but uh, I'm just gonna give a little hint. It isn't broken. Go ahead, Adam. Do you have anything to say? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But right, um, man. no um, there's a there's a feller. I we, I tried to get him on a few weeks ago. Um. I can't. He's not champion no more, but he was New South champion. He's doing some shows with GCW now. Uh, wrestler by the name Adam Priest. He's a real good watch. Uh, real great guy. He he does a heel baby face. He he do either one. He's just a good worker in ring. Uh, super nice guy outside the ring. I think Mike got to meet him in Chicago. Not this past, but the year before last. You met Cabana Man Dam. Did you meet him, Mike? He said yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear nothing rattling. My bad. No, he's uh, a little behind. He's a minute and a half behind on his feed. Yeah. No, I was reading the messages. So. Oh, I still take Twenty-five minutes ago, but cool. Right, so, um, a friend of mine from Canada, uh, guy, his name is Richard Brown. He was at Top Rock Weekend. Yeah. Um, he's hmm. he's agreed to come on with us. Um, and I forgot to shout out, wrapping it up with RJ. Um, now I shouted RJ, RJ off, but RJ, we're going to get him on, on the show here pretty soon. I don't know an exact date. And, um, there might be a certain referee or two that I know. All right. And, uh, hey, I, do I know see. the thing is we're trying to expand from, uh, like the Peacock, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, we all know that, uh, people have a bunch of wrestling from, uh, different walks of life. So, you know, we're not going to be confined down to just the Peacock. We're going to do some five plus stuff. So if you have any matches that correlate with anything that's on that platform, and maybe it's stuff that you know I know I for one haven't seen. So uh, you know, uh, we're just trying to expand our horizon for your show. We really enjoyed in that time with Commander Man Dan and watching uh, some of that stuff is what we're getting at, and we would like to continue. That's all. Yeah. There might there might be some future NWA guys coming on. There the referee I was talking about, Paul Water Dave. He shout him out. Who's already on? One, two, three. Shout out his podcast, Palm Water Dave. Yeah, yeah Palm Water Dave show. Granted, that was a run-in. So, uh, you know. Yeah. And there's some, a couple of guys I got written down. Yeah, we just have a I lot just, of... I just got to find the list. I got it somewhere. We're going to try some stuff. Just wanted to let you guys know we have uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of great yeah. things coming in 2023. A lot of people do, uh, you know, they like matches from the GCW and everything like that. And we have access to cover those now. So, you know, keep the uh, suggestions coming. Like we always say, it's your show. So pretty much the announcement is 
we're branching out of the peacock. You know, we're spreading our peacock wings into other uh, avenues. We love, we, love, strings. we love the Mike Quackenbush. We did. Uh, it was a great thing to watch. We we brand new to us. True. Continue it on. But anyway, James, you can uh, back to you. I just wanted to give a little little uh, abbreviated version of next year. Yeah. I just didn't like the potential spoilers. That's why. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say the name. I was, you too. It would have been for some diehards to figure out. Honestly. Well, it's suspense, man. You got. Well, I don't, I don't mind doing the independent workers because I mean I want them to be known. You know, Adam Priest. My head too. Adam Priest has been on uh, Casio's a few times. I mean, he anytime he talks. He's he's low key. He just he's just a good he's just a good worker. Check him out, GCW, uh, New South. See? And a few more that I'm not going to name. We do have some things planned for the new year. You know, we're gonna try to keep your show exciting because you know, as we all know, it is your show. It's your show. So I guess uh, are we? Well, uh, Mike, actually, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to continue our rivalry series, and we're going to go by Hillbilly Ted from the Hillbilly Ted. Ted Hillbilly Hill. Damn, I thought you were going to say Hillbilly Jim. Damn it. But what is it, Devin? Ted the it's Hillbilly Hill. It's the Heel Truth by Ted the, the Hillbilly Hill. Truth. Ted the Hillbilly Hill. He picked Flair and Harley Race. Uh, Starcade '83. Because nobody's so ever there. talked about that match. Nobody's ever talked about that match. And then we're gonna do Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. And this was from our good friend and great listener Mike Bower and RJ. They both picked those two teams. I'm gonna go Wrestle War '1990. I am texting this to myself right now. We are all hearing this together for the first time. Yes, we are. Because I literally just decided the matches. He all I hear is kids in the background. <clears throat> yeah, they're about to get their there, Did the duct tape come off or something? It did. They they learned how to get their way out of it. I got some good Boy Scout knots I can teach you. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. All right, something. back to you, James. I definitely need something. Well, it appears that, uh, you know, uh, we know what we're doing next week, and we know what we're doing, I guess, at the, you know, next year. And there are probably going to be some spoilers along the way. Who the hell knows? But uh, it's a fun episode. I had a great time. Uh, I hope everybody else did, too. Listen along. Zol, hope you did, too. I'm going to kick it to you next, so just give me a second to shill my shit. I am at James Elcori. That is the emperor, the at. And then uh, James L. Cora, it's my name. Easy to follow. I don't have gimmicks. Um, but we are at Kickout Crew. We have a very active TikTok. We have a smashing Instagram. And you can catch full video episodes, which we do recommend, on the YouTube. Or if not, you can always listen to our podcast, which we also recommend, too. Hey, not all people can watch YouTube. Listen to the podcast. And if you, uh, you know, if you like what you're hearing, I mean, my God, it's your show. Be a friend and tell a friend, you know, so we can uh, help your show grow. And uh, that's uh, enough of me shilling. So I'm going to kick it to Zol next. Zol, like, this is, uh, you know, the goodbye. So uh, tell everybody everything you need to. Put yourself over. Give your Twitters. Give whatever you need. And, uh, you know, hey, it's your show.
Well, I, I do want to thank you guys for uh, letting me tag along here on the show. It's uh, been a lot of fun. Um, I think the world of, of all you um, from the kickout crew and even Sans one with coach. So uh, I think the world of you guys, um, I kind of following with what Devin was saying uh, earlier, I'm very grateful, very thankful to have you all as friends um, and to be able to shoot the breeze with you on whatever, whatever's going on, whether it's football, wrestling, or life in general. So very grateful for you all. And um, on that note, I do want to make sure to say, we're desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. No. Love it. Hey, we're glad to have you, Zoll. Uh, you know, Thanks one of my coming. homies, for sure. Shout yeah, out to please. the FS community, you know, like keeping us growing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's friends like this and friendships like this that make it all worth it. You know what I mean? That being said, Brad, how can the people reach you? I am Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Uh, this was a really fun, fun time tonight. So thank you so much for coming. Long time coming. We uh, we saved the best for the end of the year, right? Boy, I'm in trouble for that one. Out with the bang. <laughs> Out with the bang. Just kidding, of course. We love all of our uh, guests. But uh, Zola, it was really great to have you. Long time coming. And uh, we'll get you on here again, okay? Sounds good. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, it's your show. You know, sure. Oh, is that oh, a tax yeah. write-off? Can I use that as a tax write-off? Whatever you need. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you can prove that there's revenue generated, go for it. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I need it. You I need it to no take a loss. I need it to take a loss. That's the. That's why. Oh well. We've all taken a loss for sure. So. We're, we're... <laughs> I would say we've all given money to this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There is no doubt, and that is that is a, that is a fact. And uh, so once again, I want to thank the cold, refreshing taste of natural light, <laughs> you know, any day, any day. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Zol. That uh, moving on, uh, Devin, how can the people reach you? Welcome back, man. Uh, yeah, I'm Devin D19 on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, wherever you want to talk to me. Like the guy said, Zol, it was a pleasure to have you on this week, man. It was uh, like this a uh, long time coming. You're a great friend that we made this year in 2022. At least I did, and uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to next year. Looking forward to the future episodes, more uh, memories, and you know, stories with the rest of you guys. Hell yeah, well said, Devin. I uh, I agree. And uh, well, Mike, you're next on the screen. So, Mike, tell the people how they can reach you. You know, send recipes, all that. I like it. So, y'all can reach me at. Whitaker1028 on Twitter and send me a recipe. Send me, yeah. you know, a if y'all got a family recipe you want on here, send it to me. I'll put it on you, put you guys over, and our millions and millions and millions of fans. And I told you I would send you one of my shirts. Just any shirt will do. Yeah. We'll listen to it. And, um, you know, we'll put you over on it. But with all that being said, I want to say, you know, I hope everybody has a great new year. And 2023 can be promising for the kickout crew. I can promise you that. Well said. Bam. Well, uh, good stuff, Mike. Can't wait to uh, see what you're talking about because I have no idea. So I hope it is promising. <laughs> you know, and uh, Adam, you're next on the screen, obviously. So, Adam, tell the people how they can reach you and, uh, you know. Sorry. Well, I hope everybody had, you know, backtrack. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, good Christmas, good New Year. Um, 
Hopefully get to see some folks at these wrestling shows coming up locally. Got one in Atlanta, one in Huntsville. So uh, get out and, and enjoy some independent wrestling, guys, because there's impact more than independent. But GCW coming to town. So get out and enjoy independent wrestling, man, because watching on TV and then being in the crowd is two totally different things. You can really feel the energy when you're in the crowd. So support support our guys. Because we ain't got nothing to talk about if they're not out there performing. That's that right. True. And so, if you are, uh, sorry, guys and gals. Yep. And if you're in the Atlanta area around the what's it, the thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. Yep. Uh, hit us up because there's gonna be several kickout crew members there. Well, impact was it uh, hard to kill? Hard to kill. Hard to kill. Y'all are great. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth, then Saturday the fourteenth. A couple of your um, kickout crew guys will be there, so come holler at your boys. And 83 uh, kickout crew. And we got 83 weeks live, so holler at us. Let's come out, uh, take a picture, let's buy a beer, and do something. I mean, you're going to buy me a beer, I'm all good for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with Adam, you know, support local wrestling because uh, that's literally the backbone of what we all love in the mainstream, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't exist without local wrestling. So support your local talent. And, you know, uh, maybe, who knows, the fact that you support them is probably going to attract attention from other promotions. Like, damn, they got a good following. Hello. Like, that's what it's all about. And thank you, Zoe, for joining us, brother. Always enjoy chatting with you. Yeah, always, anytime. Always. Anytime. Always make time for you guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess this is uh, our end of our, uh, you know, it's it's the first, like, I wouldn't say calendar year, but it's the end of the first uh, year according to the calendar that we've had. So we want to thank everybody for uh, you know sticking with us. Times have been tough. Times have been good. Times have been bad. Yeah. You know what it all comes down to is <laughs> so you know as the song says, uh, it says something. I don't know. It's in a different language. But uh, the thing is, moving forward, always remember that when life gets you down, you have the power to kick out it too. Because that's what we do. That's what we all do. We are the kickout crew. It's your show. You're part of this too. It's not us kicking out it too. It's you kicking out it too also. So that being said, rock in the fucking new year. Have a good time. Celebrate. But always remember... Life will never get you down because we kick out it too. That's what we do. We're the kickout crew. Thank you, Zoe, for joining us. I want to give uh, you know, thanks for everybody for listening. And hey, have a good fucking week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Love y'all. <laughs>